This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Who can go to trap sons? Trap sons and trap dons. Tuni sons to hook him doorbolan. Tada stole the doorbolaboro. Hey, bro, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. We got a great, great show today. We got the Greg Wilson, well, Greg Romero Wilson in the house. <laughs> That's right, thank you. Hey. Yes, we got Ween Dog. What's up, dude? Uh, we got CB Gold. What's up? Uh, we got Bob Sapp calling in. And Alexander Hernandez, who's on a two fight winning streak, just beat Benil Dariush and OAM. So his first two UFC fights were killers. And he knocked out Benil. I was there. That was brutal. So uh, I can't wait to talk to that guy because that guy's a up and coming superstar. Speedweed, listen people, if you live in California and you smoke weed, or you take CBD, or you take vape, I mean, CBD uh, is so good, for, your, for me at least. I use it after workouts, I feel better, if I need to relax, just calm down, and, and the only place to go is speedweed.com. Follow them at Speedweed. Speedweed is the best, okay? The guy Gino, he's a great guy. Uh, and if you mention roasted, you get $10 off orders of $100 or more, and they deliver, okay? Don't get out of your car. Don't get into your car. Don't have to go to disp- dispensaries now are like, it's like six flags. I mean, you wait like for six hours to get marijuana now. It's, it's, it's insane. You gotta, and you gotta, you gotta see people that you don't, you don't even like there. You gotta see like your <laughs> people that fired you were smoking weed at one point. Okay, so go check them out, speedweed.com. Also, if you drink coffee, Camara Coffee is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. It's got, I don't oh, know that's what. That's right, the Camara I don't know what they're putting in this, but it's got nootropics, so I do know, and brain vitamins. It's from, it, it's from Dominican Republic. It is, tastes so good, and, and, and I focus. It's like liquid Adderall, uh, but even better, except healthier, and it helps, uh, it helps with nootropics, which are brain vitamins that also could help prevent cancer. Uh, that's what I hear. So, anyway. Or, or cause it, one or the other. Yeah, all right. No, 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 not cause <laughs> Definitely it. prevent, definitely prevent. So, uh, all right. Things are good. Uh, my, my baby is officially two weeks old today. Uh, I, Congratulations. I, I, thank dude. you. Yeah. Beautiful I, baby. She's, she's so beautiful. And, it, you know, it just it, she's so innocent. It's just like people are just you – ever, you ever see people where you're just like, man, what happened along the way? Because, like, when you're born, I, I, you, just, you start to believe people are inherently good because she just has nothing in her that just – You're right. They're without guile. They're just good people. Yeah, all she wants to do is eat. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and, and have my, my wife breastfeed. And then, she, and then I hold her, she tries to suck on my tit. And, and I think that this is the beginning of, of people knowing or women knowing that uh, men are going to let you down. Because, uh, <laughs> because there I, it is. I have nothing to give her uh, as far as milk goes. Uh, but she's adorable. And then she, she's, she's smart, she's funny. I just, I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love with my, uh, with my daughter. And she's just so, I don't even mind changing diapers. People complain about you. They made diapers. You know, like you see in the movies, like The Hangover, where the guy can't figure out a diaper or knocked up or he duct tapes it together? Yeah, yeah. It's not like that. It's so easy to change a diaper. (laughs) 
They really it, mastered this now. Yeah, and then yeah. also on the outside of the diaper, it's it, it, it's red, and when she pees, she pees, it turns blue. So you know she she went to the bathroom or not? Oh wow, look at that! She, yeah, and wow, then, this is great. You don't even have to stick your finger down there no more. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either. What sticking That's your awesome. finger down there? <laughs> Yeah, that's usually not a thing, actually. Yeah, <laughs> especially when it comes to babies. Or, or but um, but yeah, and then uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even mind changing that. Right? I I actually enjoy it because she's crying because if babies all they do is cry. Like that's their only way of communicating. And they yeah, cry that's right. They cry because they're hungry. They cry because they're cold. They cry because they uh, they don't know where they are. They're they're bored. They cry because they're overstimulated or they shit themselves or pee themselves. That, that's basically they're crying. And you have to you have to figure out as a, as a parent why. Why are they crying? Uh, CB still cries. Isn't that where CB came from? Cry baby gold? Yeah. Because, seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because you cried a lot as a kid, right? Uh, I mean, past kid, but yeah, let's be honest here. Past kid? What do you mean? Like up till you got engaged? Or? I mean, I was crying that night too because I knew my life was over, but. Uh, you're just emotional, man. But, so, so right no, there but when, did you, when did you stop crying? I don't know if there's a when. <laughs> I mean, I was. You kinda, still cry? I was crying on the way here because of fucking traffic, and I was pissed I was going to be late. You so. weren't really crying. No, not really. Oh, oh but <laughs> I can imagine Steve being his car crying. But I mean, the fact that I like killed a few people. Now, but like, now, now, who took? Now, who? I coined, can see there being rage tears. But who yeah. coined the phrase "CB Gold"? Like crybaby. Well, gold was just easier than Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But my mom always called me crybaby, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to own this shit, turn it into CB, and. You know, it took off from there. So your mom bullied you by calling. I mean, no, I, uh, my mom didn't bully me at all. But we calling talk about other family members, but we don't have enough time on this show. But calling you crybaby is not show. a way. Yeah. I mean, isn't that like it's negative not therapy? Greg. It's not. It's not therapy. This isn't a therapy show. So you're crying all the time, and your mom gives you the nickname crybaby. I mean, yeah. And more, you know what? Though I got a lot of love for that. I got a lot of receipts. Like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna own it. Yeah, CB Gold. I'm crybaby Gold. You should be called CB for Coke Baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, you never give Coke to a baby. That's a good point. They don't enjoy it. Uh, they, <laughs> they just waste. They just waste it. They blow it everywhere. You don't want to give Coke to a baby. So uh, yeah. He's so tried. anyway, so parenting is fun. Uh, what's going on? With well, you, you usually, I mean, the, uh, uh, what now? What's going on with you? Oh, I had great shows. The big boy shows were amazing out in Ontario. Those are fun. Although I did make some Coke jokes, and then we're taking pictures at the end. Big boy looks at me, and goes, "Hey man, you find that Coke?" <laughs> really? Yeah, it was funny. I didn't think he wanted any. He was just joking with me right, about talking about it on stage. No, no, no. I don't think so. I think he. Yeah. All right. So that was awesome. Those were fun. And then Saturday night, the Down and Dirty uh, was, I was on it with you. Was a wild time. It was a he fun. Doesn't one. Remember? I was there. Yeah, I know. But before that, you went to the Keith Sweat. Yes, that's right. I went to the Keith Sweat concert. I saw Bill Biv DeVoe and Vogue, uh, and, and Vogue was great. Really? They were really awesome. They, they were fucking they, great. And Bill Biv DeVoe, was, it was so funny because it was like they just decided to still do the exact same moves. They, did, like, they, didn't, bother, they didn't want to learn new moves. They're like, we still know those old moves, right? So they just, but uh, like a half a beat slower. Okay. But generally, they were, <laughs> but generally they were really on it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm surprised they're not hurting themselves doing Dude, this shit. that's new edition. Dude, but I they fucking the, killed are the, it. Those are the kids from New Edition. Yeah. yeah. Well, why would they want to learn new moves anyways? You got stupid moves now, like the whip and the nae and the do the Dougie and the I would just imagine you'd want to do less. But they know, were but fucking they, giving they it, man. They did a fucking 10, hell of a show. They practice what moved 10 billion times. Well, that's like, they knew him so well. They probably got together. It's like this. this, this yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's yeah, it. Yeah. They were doing it. You know, you could tell. It was so second nature for them to do those fucking moves. Well, Saturday you know? night, before I saw you at the Down and Dirty show, which was a lot of fun, they hired me to do a wedding, right? I'm at the dime bar, and this lady goes, hey, you want to perform at my wedding? 
And I, I gave her some, I, I really didn't, but I gave her some ridiculous quote, and she was like, sure. And I'm like, oh, God. Okay. All right. <laughs> right that's so. always how you get out of it. Like, if you were to actually pay me this money, I'd show up, but no one's going to pay me this. <laughs> so and then I go there, and it's a Cirque du Soleil theme, right? So I got to follow. So the, the, I have to, it's like the carnival outside. I go in there. I have to follow a, a juggler, a shirtless juggler who looked like Sage Northcutt juggling, followed by uh, a hula hoop dancer, followed by an Asian girl that was standing on a chair doing the splits. I mean, just and then followed by some kind of weird Romanian couple. And then let's let's do comedy afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, bride was pregnant. She was like, I mean, very showing. The she white, was like, the what? The white people. Yeah, that's yes. some white people shit right there to have yeah. circus. But also, <laughs> wait a minute, was it a second wedding? No, I don't know. But I that's just, what I said. That's some second marriage shit right there. That really, I feel like a second marriage like courthouse. Yeah, that too. But I mean, if you can do weird shit, I feel like that's gonna be. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, and I ended it just up means one of them's got money. I ended up killing. If it was going so well that I'm like, I gotta put this on uh, Facebook Live or whatever. So I handed this to some, some old guy uh, in, in the front, and then he's like, I, at the end, I'm like, I can't wait to see the comments. And he didn't press record, of course. Uh, so now I was beating myself up because second I wanted you said it. some old guy, I was like, this isn't. Yeah, this, yeah. This, no. Yeah, but you should have handed it to like an Asian 13 year old. <laughs> you you, you would have got it back with a fax. The best right. Oh my god, lighting and so much shit would have happened. It would have been remarkable. That's very true. It would have uh, been Fast and the Furious, you know, the comedy wedding. And we I saw this weird thing recently on uh, on a video that a couple got married and for their first dance they started to dance and like three seconds in they stopped. They did like the high five and the pound it and then just started rolling together. Rolling like jujitsu? Jiu they were doing jujitsu. I'm like, you just paid like five grand for a dress. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Uh, did the guy tap her? Uh, no, I think she. she <laughs> I'm sure he did at heads. some point. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think she won that one. Come on, yeah, really? choreographed. Yeah, probably. Well, maybe but... not. I don't know. Sometimes girls are really good at jujitsu because they have to know technique, and it's hard sometimes rolling with a girl because they're like you don't use strength and power. You don't want to just like bully the person. And according to you, there's no fucking boner timeouts. No boner timeouts, and then also then you're going like. 30% or 40% and then they're like then they can catch you yeah because that's you know it's just because you're trying to take it easy on them so we know what's going on with you I ain't gonna lie I've been losing a lot of sleep lately these past few nights why do I discovered this new kind of porno what? I didn't see anything like this dude <laughs> we should have let off with him alright go on <laughs> what's the kind of porno so what it is, it's, it's, it's POV, which I know all my porno is POV. That's new to you? Really? Point of view. Yeah, it's, it's not like the concept. It's but that's like, all you watch is POV? Yeah, that's all I it's watch. It's weird when a guy gets sold out to one thing. Yeah, I you like know? POV, though, because I can pretend it's my penis. Yeah. That's right. what I was going to say. That's why I can't, but I don't stick to POV. That's why I can't watch black POV, because I'm like, this is not realistic. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, go on. Yeah. So you can't watch porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the whole concept is, is like, it's a dude, and he's creeping around in a house. Maybe he's like a burglar or something. It's the middle of the night. And he goes into this lady's room, and she's dead asleep, right? Right. And he's like sort of standing over her with the camera, and he's sort of like, he's like brushing her hair and stuff. And he's like squeezing her ass. Yep. But she's dead asleep. She this sounds know. like rape. This, this is, is so sounds super like creepy, bro. All right, go on. But I can see, I mean, it kind All of. Right, so what happens? Turn me on. Keep going. Yeah, so she's asleep. She, has, she doesn't feel him or anything. You can hear him breathing a little bit. That's, that's the creepy part right there. <laughs> that's yeah, all yeah, I have breathing. And then, you know, she has like the silk nightgown where there's like no panties under. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he like mm -hmm. slips up her nightgown and he starts to play with her vagina. Mm -hmm. Yeah, vagina? Yeah, okay. vagina, I mean. Okay, there's no. So, there's no nothing would be finer than to slip in her vagina in the morning. <laughs> No R in vagina, I mean, but go on. 
Well, yeah, it's basically. But there is one in rape. It's, right, like go on. it's, it's called sleeping porn or something like that. Sleeping porn? Yes. Yeah. Like when he, he what are you searching? What, what are you, when you, you get just to the said website. sleeping porn. Yeah. POV, POV sleeping in an ass. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then he'll, end, but the thing is, like, he'll end up banging, banging the girl, and then she'll pretend like she's sleeping the entire time. But does she ever wake up? No, she is never she, wakes is up. Dead. Is she dead? Do you ever just search like random nouns? Do you ever search like just regular like guy and girl having sex? <laughs> no. All right, okay. So then, what happens? So then, so this turns you on? Yeah. Okay, so you're into sleeping porn? Yeah, I mean more specifically like milf sleeping because like. It's, oh, sorry, Greg. It's too much. Totally. That's so creepy, on. bro. Go on. <laughs> Now's not the time for this. Yeah. It's more believable if it's like a MILF. From Why? Because, or old people because they're probably maybe dead. Yeah, exactly. We know because yeah. they're older, you know. This, right. Like, I, they I sleep real hard. So yeah. this is what you've been masturbating to? Sleeping porn? Yeah. Did you just say you could see your mom doing that? Wait, you could see your mom doing the what? What the fuck is wrong with you? Or did you see your mom no, doing No, no. Like sleeping through this. You know, sometimes like, when I no. watch MILF porn, I think to myself, somewhere out there, there's some kid that might be like, <laughs> like one, like there's got to be, you know, like Wait, you can picture your mom doing this. Not like in the porn, but like sleeping through something like through traumatic. Sex. Like okay, and then what's going on with sleeping uh, through something? Like I have the premise though yeah. that he did have sex with a knocked out heroin addict. So right. it could be where Allegedly, it's from. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. CB. I think you've been trumped by the most creepiest person ever on this podcast. <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> jealous now because I was trying to keep that reputation going as long as possible. Dude, you're not you even... You win the you, you basically didn't defend your title. I, yeah. I, I gave va- away my you, life, You vacated dude. your title and Ween Dog was more than happy to, to watch, uh, slither right in. Watch sleeping porn. Now, well, well, what's going on now? The, the girlfriend, does she still have brain damage? No, she's all. I mean, she's still with me, dude. She might have brain damage. She's still with me. All right, go ahead. Is she always dating him? Can we stop one second? That reminds me. This motherfucker, Adam. We're at the show. Okay, now, okay. So there's this couple that comes in, and they sit down, and they clearly are not having a good time. Like, before the show even starts, they're in a bad mood. They're like, this is a bad idea. Like, they just have these incredibly negative vibes. But I'm the type of person, because I'm the host, I'm like, I'm just going to work around them. Hopefully, they just warm up with everybody else laughing. So I tried to talk to them for a second, and they were just so turned off. And again, if you're not in the mood for comedy, why the fuck are you at a comedy club? Why are you there? Yeah, like... At at 11 o'clock at night. Like, this is such a deliberate choice. It made no sense. But they're both sitting there like, fuck. And I'm like, again, just go, but I didn't want to say that. So I'm working around him. I'm trying to be nice. Adam gets up and just fucking attacks the shit. I'm like, what the fuck is your guys' problem? You say, did you come from a funeral? Somebody's mother died? What do you got? Just fucking goes, Adam, and I'm dying. It looks like they just broke up. Like they, yeah, dude, who cheated on it? Are you guys trying to get back? Yeah. I mean, he just fucking murdered him, and I was dying. I was like, well, this is what they fucking get. I'm glad he, he was laughing. Did. He started to laugh. Yeah, it like, broke him down like finally a little bit, but in. not her. But and it was almost like they also hated white people. Like, like they were, I think there was some racism. There was. It was almost like they were like, oh, shit, now we got to get white comics they, they, maybe who the fuck do you think you are in North Hollywood on a Saturday night it was well, so, like, I mean we don't have black comics they have a lot of black comics I don't yeah, know, if they, I don't know but it was almost like they went to the wrong comedy club yeah. and they were expecting something else it was just it was very weird it was just bad you don't get lost and end up at a comedy show and yeah. then but then after Adam fucking beat up on them forever and they were still like miserable they stayed for like three more comics former like till before the very last one and they finally left and then I was like guys they left oh they had so many shows like that where this person just hates me from the get-go, stays I'm doing a 45-minute set, stays till 
42 minutes in, then goes, I'm leaving, and then the whole crowd applause when they leave. It's like, totally like just go. 40, if I'm in a movie and I'm like, oh shit, I wanted to go see Die Hard, but now I'm watching, you know, Steel Magnolias for some reason, I'm going to leave. And, and as soon as I realize the credits is Steel Magnolias, I'm not going to go, oh, what, when, when does the murdering start? When, yeah. <laughs> when does he start jumping out of a, you know? I was doing the, uh, a, uh, a comedy club one time in the South in, in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah. And it was the late show on Saturday night and a group of like 10 old white ladies came in. Like they'd been out having fondue or something and they're like, what about, a, there's a comedy, what if we do a comedy club? And they come in and I'm doing, at that point, I didn't even have clean material. I didn't have an early show set. It was always filthy. Yeah. And at late show, it's super filthy. So I was just going in and the, everything I said, it was like, oh, yeah. oh. Uh, uh, I, did, I did a cruise ship. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Finally, I stopped the show and I go, you know what, ladies? Listen, this is clearly not the comedy show you thought it was going to be. You're welcome to leave. You don't have to stay. Yeah. And they go, are you kicking us out? Uh, and I said, no, you are more than welcome money to back. stay. But it seems like you're not having fun. Yeah. And if you're not, I'm just saying you don't have to stay. If you want to leave, you can leave. Yeah. And they all got up and left. But then they demanded their money back and I got in a bunch of, of trouble. With the yeah, I, I did it one time. I did a cruise. And it was a Christian. <laughs> it was a Christian group on the cruise and then they were like hey just so you they were warning them this is a very dirty show like oh we like dirty jokes you know and they then, always think they do like when they're like man. they're like attack me attack me and then you do and they're like oh you know it's like two oh. minutes into the set there was like it was like a mass exodus it was like yeah, you would have thought that like Satan showed up himself and just it was like hey welcome so uh so okay so Ween Dog do you still have uh the girlfriend is she, you guys have you guys had sex oh, yet dude, what's going is, on uh, this is the longest relationship I've ever been in my entire life I've Maybe actually never only. even been in a relationship I've, only, I've been on dates you know I've banged a bunch of whores but <laughs> And, and I'm proud of you for that. I'm proud of you for that. That's what you're too. supposed to do. Yeah, because I'm young. Exactly. You know, I, I'd feel bad if I was only in one relationship for my entire life. You're exactly right, because those girls train you. Each one teaches you something. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You learn something. In fact, I used to break up and get back together with this one gal, and she goes, it's great. Every time we, we get back together, you've learned something new from somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right, let's talk about some of the fights over the weekend. Bellator. Bellator, look, I called it from the get-go. I said, Darion Caldwell is the real deal. This guy's going to be a champion. I watched him wrestle in high school and college, not high school, college, and win, beat Brett Metcalf. Now he's not only the 135-pound champion. He might even be the 145-pound after, after two more fights if he fights Pitbull. Dude is the truth. And the sad part is that he could walk into any McDonald's and no one would recognize him. He's the most underappreciated champion in all sports. I believe it. Darion Caldwell, he's the man. And uh, his wrestling, is, I think he would give T.J. Dillashaw a real problem. I honestly think. And, and that does raise a question. At what point do, does the UFC try to poach him? Do you think he would go to the UFC if they tried to poach him? Or does he try and be like, you know, the Bellator brand, you know, champion? Like a Michael Chandler. Yeah. Well, they got to stop. I mean, they, or they, you uh, know, Michael Venom Page. They got to put him on. Well, he, neither of those guys are the champions, but uh, they, they got to put him on. I mean, they always have him in Thackerville, Oklahoma, and, and they don't really promote him that well. And uh, I don't know, but I just know that I, the dude is insanely good. I mean, he lost one fight where he was, he was killing that guy from Guam against Joe, and Joe he, he, he took a bad shot and got choked. If but you to, were him and the UFC came calling, would you vacate and go over there? I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a, it's a money question. Yeah. 
I think because it's look all at, about- look, at, look at guys like Justin Gaethje and Marlon Marais. They didn't want to come over because they were making 160 k a fight in WSOF, which is like 10 times as much as everybody else on the roster. And then finally, when it's like, all right, there's no more land to walk through, okay, I'm going to move over and see if I can hang in the biggest promotion in the world. I mean, it didn't work for Will Brooks. It, kind of, it worked for Eddie Alvarez. He came over, became a champion quickly. Uh, it works for some guys. doesn't work for others. I mean, a- Anthony Johnson was a guy that got cut, came back, and just was running things for a while. Shop, yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's a kind of, it doesn't work for everybody. But I don't know. But I'll tell you what also happened over the weekend was the Irish kid. James. James Gallagher. James Gallagher. Yeah, who, look, I like James Gallagher. But, you know... <sighs> He's a great submission jujitsu. I think the prodigy, but that doesn't necessarily translate to your hands. And he went in there, super cocky, super arrogant, talking all this smack, you know. And Conor McGregor paved the way, and he's like, "I'm the next Conor McGregor," and they're in the same camp. And he got, he was on Sports Center. That's how bad the knockout was, Greg. Wow. I mean, sweet chin music. I mean, he's now, he was a meme. And then he went on Instagram. That really is, if you become a meme, man, you (laughs) fucked up. Yeah. And that's a problem. Anyone could wind up a meme. But he's, I mean, he's 21 years old. Yeah, he's still got a long history. He just needs to go back to the basics, which I don't care how good you think you are, having your hands down and talking shit during a fight. Is and not a good way to win. Stone cold knocked the fuck out <laughs> with a fucking kick. But well, the guy he fought was ten and one. Trains with Frankie Edgar. Trains with uh, Zabit. Trains with those killers over in New Jersey. He was not. I mean, ten and one. I think he lost a split decision. This was his Bellator debut. Too. He was they threw him in there as like a sacrificial lamb to Gallagher and. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Fuck. You got to love that. Yeah, you, you got to love that. Ricky uh, Bandejas has a bright future, and you know. Fortunately for him, unfortunate for Gallagher, this is going to be a highlight reel that's shown in his pre-package well, forever. Well, and now people are saying like Ariel Hawana. People are saying Ariel Hawana like, oh, this is a good thing. You wouldn't be talking about him if he hadn't talked all that shit, and you know he's going to make more money now that he got knocked out. But no, that's not true. You got to come back. I mean, yeah, that zero on your record looks really good. It looks really good. Well, and he uh, was picking and choosing fights too because for about two years now. You know, we talked about A.J. McKee, and I spoke to him about it. We spoke to Bubba about it. It was like, you know, you want this kid? And they're like, hell yeah, but he won't take the fight. And I think yeah. he took this as like, I'm going to kill this kid and move my way up towards the title shot. But if I'm not mistaken, he also, it was a different weight class for him. Yeah, he went up. Oh, I think he went down. I think he went down. I think he went down to 135. He's normally a 45er. But, you know, if you go down, you're the bigger guy, and you're undefeated, you know, it was a bigger challenge for Caldwell to go up than it yeah. was for Gallagher to, to go down because the biggest challenge at that point is the weight cut. Yeah. So he he got pieced up, and Shawn Michaels was happy because it was sweet chin music. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Speaking of which, what do you think of Ronda Rousey being the WWE champion? I knew it was going to happen. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Why, someday. did you see the script in advance? <laughs> no, it's just, you know... <laughs> This SummerSlam is the second biggest event of WWE's for the year. They need her as the brand specialist because Brock's on his way out. 
Brock lost the belt on Sunday, scripted or not. Were you, were you, were you crying when that happened? I, I wasn't. I knew it was coming. I knew Roman Reigns was going to beat him. I pretty much predicted the entire show. The best part of the day, honestly, was hanging out with Demolition. But Why were you hanging out with Demolition? Because they were doing a signing at the viewing party that we went to. So I got to nice. hang out with them for a little bit, ask them some Did questions. Did they know they were hanging out with you? <laughs> uh, Smash knew he was there. X, wait, they, X wait, wasn't wait, so sure. Wait, they were there to sign stuff and you took a picture with them. Yeah, because my friend had all his figures to get signed. I didn't have anything. Does that count as hanging out, CB? Well, no. After the after the signing, they sat at the tables and was hanging out with like all the fans. Oh, that's, wa- that's nice of them. SummerSlam. Yeah, it was really cool. You know, they're gonna do that every month uh, with different wrestlers for different pay per views. But you know, Demolition was super cool. But going, they, they, were, they were my favorite though back in the day. Demolition. Oh yeah. Here comes the axe. Here comes the smasher. <laughs> I just can't get into it, man. You know what's fucking when, when, when I was 11, that was the fucking coolest thing ever. I mean, CB's 50. It's a little strange. But, but, fuck it, like. you, but you know what's the best part about like what, what you just saying was they had like a contest of like who could do the best demolition impression with the entrance theme. And this guy goes on. He's like, yeah, I'm the biggest demolition fan. I, got the, I know their theme song. And he started to sing it. And he only did. He first off got the first line wrong. Here comes he, the axe. He goes, here comes the axe. Here comes the smash. Didn't yeah. say Smasher, oh. and then forgot the rest. So he oh. just kept going. Here comes the X. Here comes the Smash. Here comes the X. I'm like, you're the biggest Demolition fan. Do you, do you know the words? I know the first four. You know, lines. it's entirely possible he got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that shit happens. It's called stage fright. If you're not a professional entertainer, I, I was just pretty powerful force. You were laughing, really? It was it was amateur. Hour, Here comes man. a smash. <laughs> it, people freeze up. I mean, you, things that you know backwards and forwards your whole life. Would you, anyone can ask you, the, the spotlight, uh, eyeballs, and everything just shoots out of your brain, yeah. man. That happened one time um, when I was with a girl. This girl. I got her number. This fucking hot chick in at, uh, back in uh, Westwood, the Westwood days, right? Mm, yes. And and then I got her number. I was, I was talking to her all week at the brewing company. And then she was like in college, twenty one, mm. like short blonde hair, this little thing. Yeah. And then Simon Rex comes <laughs> to the show, dirt nasty. He's like, "Hey, want to smoke some weeds?" So I smoke weed. And then I, and then this girl keeps smiling at me, and I, I go up to her. I'm like, "Hey, uh, uh, can I get your number?" And she goes, "You've been calling call me all you week." week. <laughs> You idiot! <laughs> there was no coming back from you that. You fucking uh, blew And I was like, oh, well, at least I'm consistent. Nothing. It was, Nothing. It was you bad. Blew. Oh, my God. Yeah. How did you fuck that? That's brutal. I, I, was, I was pretty high. You must have been, yeah. yeah but yeah. I mean... So, all right. So, Demolition, you were hanging out with them. Yeah. Um, Ronda is the champion. I'm not a huge fan, but they need it for the brand. Is she a good wrestler? Not yet. Not yet? She's using a lot of judo. Her armbar finisher is not the straight armbar. She almost gets, like, uh, an, a key lock. And then twist it this way. Yeah. But, like, I think what they're trying to set up is... Do you remember the Stone Cold Vince McMahon days where, like, that was the biggest feud in WWE? Like, everybody wanted... It was, like, the biggest name versus the boss. Yeah. I think they're trying to set that up because on Raw last night... Her versus who? Stephanie McMahon. Uh Because on Raw last night, they did a thing where Stephanie brought out the entire women's roster um, of the Raw brand and was going to honor Ronda. And then Stephanie goes, you know, she's... She's crazy, and she's going to rip all your arms out. None of you have a chance. And Ronda gets on the mic and goes, you know what? I respect every girl standing around here, and you know I'll give all of them a shot. All right, I'm going to summarize this story in one I'm, sentence. I'm finishing. Okay. <laughs> I'm a fighting champion, but Stephanie, you deserve it more than anything. And she hit those two like over-the-shoulder over the arm throws and then arm-barred Stephanie. Ooh. 
and none of the girls came to help. Oh. So I think that's what they're trying to set up with, now, with now, that whole thing. You <laughs> think? With Brock leaving, they need somebody that's super, super recognizable, and she's got a hell of a following. Yeah, she but does. I'm not a huge. I'm not in agreement that she deserves the belt, or and she's very green as a wrestler. Did you see how deflated Brock Lesnar looked? Now that oh, he's yeah. apparently off the PEDs, he's gonna oh, get killed. I'm sure he does. Cormier's yeah. gonna destroy him in one round. You think so? one round? Yeah, he's gonna knock. Brock can't take a punch. Mm. I mean, I mean, do you remember when Brock got hit by Cain Velasquez? Yes, but if Brock hits you first, but he doesn't hit that hard either. Brock yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. Who's he ever he knocked out cold? Yeah. Nobody. nobody. He has he, no. He, has he knocked Randy Couture down and sort of pounding he on has him. TKOs, but he he's never knocked anyone out. He doesn't even know how to really turn his punches. Who's that? What was that guy that he lost to, and then he came back and pinned him and beat his face? Frank Mir. Frank Mir. That was one of the best face poundings in the history. That was unbelievable. Dude, Frank Mir. But even that, I can't believe they didn't stop the fight. It was so fucking weird. I was watching it with my dad when my dad didn't even know MMA, and, my, and the guy's like, after the first round, he's like, uh, "Yeah, this guy's doing good." Every time I watch any fight with my rough. dad, my dad tells me how Sugar Ray Robinson would have beaten everybody. In, in, <laughs> 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 That's a real fighter. These guys. <laughs> Sugar Ray Robinson, my dad, this guy's a heavyweight. I don't care. Sugar Ray Robinson. <laughs> what it's like the guys that are coming to America. My yeah. only issue with that is it's getting a little ridiculous. What? Like Gervonta Davis calling out TJ Dillashaw saying, I'll knock you out in a round I'm in an MMA fight. No, he won't. Flight. And I'm like, no, you're not, dude. TJ will either take you down and submit you in seconds, or he's going to throw a head kick that you're not ready but for. But Gervonta Davis like- in a boxing match with... The- Murder. Yeah, in a, in a boxing, but he says I'm coming to MMA to take no, on TJ Dillashaw. I don't know why people say that. I don't. I don't think he is either. And it's like, you, and you know you, as you, well as anybody, you can train wrestling or jujitsu or whatever for as many weeks as you want. But these guys that have been conditioned oh, no, to he's all a, facets, a, he's, a, he's all American. TJ. I'm saying yeah. so. These guys that have been that have done every facet of MMA their entire lives, they're not going to lose to boxers. The okay. other way around, we've seen it. But boxers to MMA, you're too. The game is too one-sided. Did you see uh, that YouTube fight that's happening? Oh, who is it now? Logan There's Paul. Like two YouTube fights. Logan Paul is fighting. Got a fight. He's fighting KSI in the O2 Arena. This comic was telling me it's going to do bigger numbers than Mayweather versus uh, McGregor. And how high was this comic when he? He was telling me this? because it's like nine dollars to, to, no, to, to order it, and so they, that number, so money, got like, that number, but they've the got of millions of. Uh, but there's so many fans of, 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 of like all the gamers, all the Twitch fans, no, all it's that. All kids, it's it's ninety percent kids. Yeah, that are fans of these dudes. It's yeah, Logan my and nephews are huge fans of Jake Paul. They're they're almost eleven, and like Jake Paul is like their idol. What does he do? Nothing. I, he he doesn't. He just does vlogs and YouTube videos. Logan Paul kind of lost his following when he took the video. Is Jake of the Paul dead his brother? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're both yeah. fighting. Yeah, yeah. They're both, but Lo- but yeah. Logan lost his following when he took the video in Japan of the dead guy hanging from the right. tree. Yeah. And then everybody was like outraged and just left. So now he's got to find a different, you know, a different yeah. avenue to do things. But Jake Paul, I mean, that guy's got. Million, tens of millions of subscribers yeah. and followers on YouTube, and it's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. By the way, shout out to my friend David Michaud. Uh, he won the week. He week. won. Yeah, he knocked it out. David uh, is uh, from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, a uh, Native American, and uh, lives on the reservation. Well, now he lives. He does part time. He's an awesome, awesome dude. And uh, I love Was that. Is this guy. his Bellator debut? Yeah. You ever hang out with uh, Native Americans? Uh, yeah, a couple times. Uh, yeah. But the ones I hung out with mostly were in Alaska. 
Oh, really? So, which is interesting, because uh, there are Native Americans, and there's quote-unquote Eskimos, but you're not supposed to call them Eskimos or yeah, something like that. Yeah, not Eskimos, yeah. Yeah, and so, but there's also, like, Yupik Indians, yeah. uh, Native Americans, rather. And so, um, you know, yeah, they're very interesting, you know, cool, yeah, relatively fine. mellow people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love comedy. Yeah, but they don't show a lot of emotion. No. Yeah, they never get to, you're never going to see them like, ah! You know, they're just, you know, they smile, nod. No, but they love comedy. Yeah. (laughs) The joke was funny. I laughed inside. And then over over the PFL PFL, Ray Cooper uh, won in 18 seconds. He was a fucking murderer. Yeah, he knocked out Jake Shields. Now he knocked out Pavel Kush. Kayla Harrison, uh, I'm telling you, this girl is a two-time gold medalist in judo. Came on the podcast, super sweet. Got molested by her, her judo coach. And then, like, wrote a book about it and, like, put the guy behind bars. Good, which is a good thing. Is that thing. her next matchup in Bellator? Or she's, a, she's a badass. Uh, she, she, she wants she to won. move up now. To what? She wants to move up a weight class. She's at 35 now. 45. Right? She's, I think she wants to move up to 50. Do you have to mention the, the story? I mean, it's so odd. You said it like it's one of her credits. No, but she's <laughs> overcome a lot of bullshit, a lot oh of horrible God. things. It's so weird. There's such a... <laughs> You know what I mean? She used to fight in uh, UFL. She was molested by her coach. She uh, wears a number size eight blouse. Uh, like, what the fuck? That's so weird. You could leave that part out. They're saying she's overcome a lot. Okay, good for her. Also That's all. But I'm sure she doesn't yeah. want everyone to mention it. Like, oh, it's in her bio. That may be in her bio, but I don't think that's what, you know. No, on Twitter, she's like, it's all about, she's, she's talks, she's a public speaker. She goes around. Stopping other assholes from doing stuff like no, that. No, and I think that that's great, but I'm just saying it's weird. Stop, I'm, I'm, whatever. Maybe I could have fucking phrased it a little different, you Thanks. jerk. All right. She's, like, she's, uh, she's uh, 13 and 0, uh, 0 and 1 against her coach. Uh, <laughs> fuck, man. That's like on the screen. <laughs> 0 and 9 versus her coach. Move of the fight, protect your crotch. Oh, oh God. okay. Yeah, right. see? see, now yeah, that's the no comedy experience. All right. <laughs> just don't put a finger in there. So, uh, but yeah, no, but uh, anyway. PFL's been pretty awesome. Like, I'm pretty satisfied with their product. I'm very satisfied. They they need to actually take some of that million dollars and put it into a a commercial. Or or letting anyone know that it's on. I mean, look at a guy like... It is on, or is it only online? No, no, it's on Facebook Live, the undercard. Okay. And they have Eve Edwards and Randy Couture and Boz Rutten as commentators. Then it goes live. The fights have been awesome. And you see now... It goes live on just pay-per-view? No, no, NBC NBC Sports. Sports. Oh, okay, But you see guys that have, like... You see the difference, like Vinny Magalish, who Vinny. was like seven but see, and seven, but now there's a million dollars in the line. He's knocking everyone he's out in one round. Yeah. He's fucking murdering. He's but you, you know, that's the thing is you're, you're like, they should invest in commercial. NBC should invest in some promos. Why yeah. aren't they throwing it on Their regular promos. NBC? Well, 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 Kevin Hart invested like $32 million in it. Kevin Hart. Good. Uh, what's his name? Tony Robbins and uh, somebody else put, uh, are new investors in it. Good. They need so, they, they need to get NBC to fucking give them some promo time on. We on should main be NBC. part of it. We should be part of it. Call them up. I'm trying to. Well, at least they did a different uh, TV schedule than what WSOF was doing. Oh, that was the worst. It was on like Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving night or like New, uh, Year's, New Year's Eve or during the Christmas. Super Bowl. Or- <laughs> 
What were, are the cheapest available hours of television? Like they had a deal where if there was terrible. an earthquake, they would air it during the earthquake. <laughs> yeah. We're up against we're up against breaking live coverage. <laughs> Anytime there was a missile heading toward the U.S., time seven. for Jake Shields versus <laughs> Game Seven of the NBA Finals. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was insane. It was fucking insane. Hey, you yeah. know how Hannibal Burris is? He's a sponsor of Invicta. Yes. So he has like a picture of his face on the cake. Yeah, so I just I think he wants girls sitting on his face. How much does that cost? Because let's do that. Let's get CB's face well, on one of the rings. Do you want any hilarious. girl to actually fight? And if they have to look at CB's... Have to be Victor, it could be PFL. I'd be undefeated. Yeah. Bellator. Well, the, the Lingerie Fighting League wants to do a thing with us. But uh, but it's actually... It's, it's, <coughs> and, wait, wait, wait. And how are we not jumping on that? <laughs> it's not real fighting, though. It's like... I know what you're asking for real fighting. We're asking for real lingerie. Craig's like, we're not... Uh, I can't pay rent for well, the next year. Right? We need to be side-by-side side commentating <laughs> ringside lingerie league. Comment. What is wrong with you? Craig would be the owner of the company. Call them right now on this podcast. I want everyone to hear this conversation. I want to call them and tell them we want in. Greg <laughs> would own the company, be sitting cage side for every fight and yelling, come on, where's the mid-fight finger bang? That's right. I'd have a boner tent. <laughs> a boner tent? Like a tent that I could just set up around me and just like... Blah, 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 blah. I was in high school, at boarding school, you know, uh, we started doing like push-ups. You know, you could do boner push-ups. You know, that you have a boner and you just move it like a, like a push-up. Oh, okay, right, yeah. We call them boner push-ups. So in class, we'd have competitions who could do the most boner push-ups. So all of a sudden, someone would yell out, 27. <laughs> like, who's, who's judging this or counting, though? Yeah, I know. Were you verifying the scores? No, no. You, you kind of have it. Would you hold your hand like level and they'd have to tap your hand? <laughs> and each like, tap would. He should totally. Like, exactly. Like, you got to you gotta bring it up. If it doesn't tap my hand, it doesn't count. <laughs> you got to tap my hand. Dude, that, there was a thing called the And atomic, that was how he became the, state champion. You ever hear the atomic setup? Huh? You ever hear the atomic setup? Kids in my dorm. No. I I've heard of Atomic ass. Wings. I, I went to the school where, like, the worst kids from your town got sent there, like, <laughs> to this school, but they were, like, a lot of them had money, so it was even worse. So they'd be like, hey, I bet you can't do an atomic sit-up, right? And then some kid like, yeah, I could do it, you know, because every kid. So then they would lie down, and then they put, they put a, a towel over their head, right? And then some kid stands over them and pulls his pants down, right? <laughs> so then you do a sit-up into the guy's asshole, right? So you remove the towel, <laughs> and you do a sit-up. So, of course, some kid, like, runs away after that happens to him. He's like, I'm out of here. Like, of course, he's, in, you know, horrified. It's, a, it's embarrassing, it's yeah. Like his first day of school, and he's got his nose in some Ate guy's some asshole. some fucking ass, yeah. Yeah, and then they had to, like, t- they had to tell the principal, explain to them, like... Now, when you say through. some guy, was that guy's name Adam Hunter? No, I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't fall for you all the time. Uh, uh, it, was, it was my asshole. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the kid ran away, and then the kids had to tell the dean of students what an atomic setup was and explain to them <laughs> that and hang in the brain. You ever hear about that? Yeah. You take your balls out and you and you, and you put your brain, so it's like looks like yeah, brains yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. of your pants. So somebody at a school meeting stood up and goes, "There's no hanging the brain during school meetings while hanging the brain." Ah. <laughs> in the movie Waiting, when they had the five different things. You yeah. Did, yeah. How'd yeah. you get the beans about the Franks? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that from Something About Mary? Uh, what are we, I'm looking at most of the beans, most of the Franks. Yeah. <laughs> I think a little of both. How'd you get the beans about the Franks? <laughs> how many, how many, dude, bonus, when they showed that, that was, that was one of, that was what, Keith David, David, 
What? The, the father and something about Mary. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that's the thing. It, it's one of those moments. That, to me, that's one of the greatest comedy reveals of all time. Because they talk about it for so long, you think they're not going to show it. And then, boom, right in your fucking face. That's a, I, I, don't, I howled. Legitimately howled in the theater when they showed My it. My sister took me to the movie the year, it came, like, when it came out. And I was, I was pretty young. And we're watching it. And every scene, my sister is slumping lower and lower in her chair. Of like, how the fuck did I bring my little brother to mm. see this movie? Well, waiting? I, no, no, no. Oh. Something about something Mary. Something about Mary. Like yeah, yeah. the old lady with her tits out and then oh, the right. above uh. the frame. And like, she is just slumping It was a good movie, over. but the problem with that movie was that the previews, everyone's like, the funniest movie of all time. And then you right, built up a little too much? Too much, yeah. Dude, I, I thought it was just hysterical. I thought it was Brilliant great. comedy. I mean, Chris Elliott, I used to like him on Get a Life. Back it was just weird watching him scratch, but having to avoid the actual blisters because he'd probably actually take them off. And it was all they yeah. wanted consistent makeup work. So today, uh, yesterday, Gray Maynard is fighting Nick Lentz, UFC two twenty nine. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even see that. I like I like Lentz in that fight. I like Maynard, but I love Maynard. But is it Maynard pretty old now? It's been yeah, a while. Yeah, I was gonna say also UFC twenty nine. And I think the name is, it's now Hair Gray Haired Maynard. Yeah. <laughs> He, he fought Ryan Hall, and then he had what? One, one that Ryan Hall. I was at that fight. That was horrible. So was I. I was yelling MMA roasted from the rafters. That was the word. That looked like that, the guy who always goes for the heel hook every three seconds. And he like flipped on his back like a monkey from standing. And it looked like you were playing a video game and you kept playing like you kept like you didn't first time ever playing. You're just pressing all the buttons and the guy just keeps doing the same shitty move. Like Eddie Gordo and Tekken when he just did the one break dancing move and then everybody spammed it. Sure. Uh, so um, also, uh, let's see uh, what else happened. Chandler wants to finish his fight with Alvarez. Michael Chandler versus Alvarez. They're saying Chandler's a free agent. So he either he goes to the UFC or Alvarez goes back to Bellator. Uh, do you want to see that, the third one? The first two were epic. I don't know. You can't it's tap the first two. It's been a long time. It's, it's kind of like, is anyone excited for Rampage versus Vanderlei 4? No. <laughs> like, I'm going to that, and I'm not excited where is about it? it. San Jose. Why are you going that? Uh, I'm going to go up there for the fights. It's the beginning of the welterweight Grand Prix. Oh. It's, it's Vanderlei's last fight also. Really? Supposedly he's retiring. Come on. It's the first fight of the senior tour. <laughs> Yeah. It's sponsored by AARP. Uh, yeah, seriously. They, it's like, ridiculous. I mean, they, they started to walk to the cage yesterday. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Uh, Yo, so, Romero's out of 230. Is he? Why? He had eye surgery for his broken orbital from the, from the Whitaker fight. Oh, wow. And the doctor said he needs four to five months more to heal, so he's not fighting Bohachina at UFC 230. Oh, that sucks. I, I, that, was, that fight was fucking going to be fireworks. That fight was going to be crazy. Um, uh, did you see the fucking the video over the weekend of the dude that had the Darce choke? Oh yeah, and, they, and, and they didn't like uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the rest just standing there looking. Yeah, I, you could have killed that guy. It was yeah. literally a minute and a half that he was out cold, and the ref is literally standing over him right here, and it's just like, oh, okay. yeah. So uh, Aljamain Sterling's upset. I guess word is that he says that uh, he that they're not offering him a lot of money for his fights. And then, oh, Artem Lavov is fighting on the oh, undercard. The yeah, yeah. Is this weekend? No, he's fighting on the undercard of, of uh, McGregor, Khabib. Of course he is. Against one of Khabib's, like, boys. I'm surprised he's not headlining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest MMA meme of all time, how Artem is, like, the GOAT. I like that guy, though. He happens to be a pretty cool guy. Oh, I'm sure he is. Oh, yeah. he's, he's a really nice guy, Artem. Yeah, like, he kind of gets shit for being McGregor's best friend, but, like, mm. so what? You know, mm. I mean... 
Uh, but, but yeah, so uh, now they're saying Ronda versus Cyborg or WWE. Is that going to happen? Cyborg's trying to make her way into WWE for a matchup, but it'll never happen. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it ever happens. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I want to see them really fight. Yeah, uh, that'll never happen either. I mean, Cyborg would a better just, shot at GSP and Anderson. Cyborg would just, would just, would just murder her, right? Yeah, that would just be yeah. that'd be uh, bad. Glover Teixeira was replaced by who? She was injured. Tiago Santos is moving up to 205 to fight Jimmy Manoa Ooh. in Brazil. Ooh, I like, I like Manoa. So this week, our, our boy, James Vick, has been on the podcast five or six times. Good dude. is fighting Justin Gaethje. Gaethje is, one of my, is a great fighter, but not the best IQ. Mm-hmm. He's just like, every fight is just put your head down, keep swinging until someone goes down first. He was working for a WSOF. I was going to say, that it's always fun to watch, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, always fun to watch. They gave him Diego Sanchez another fight. It's like, come on. <laughs> uh, what, yeah, he's what fighting, we, I think it's like Craig White yeah, or something. Father come, time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's enough already. So I like James Vick in this fight. I think his reach, his boxing, mm. I think Ga- Gaethje's chin has finally caught up to you him. You know, he said he's going to retire if he loses this fight. Gaethje? Gaethje? Yeah, he said he's done. He should. That'll be three knockouts in a row. I'm like, uh, well, Eddie out. Three losses in a row. I mean, Poirier just murdered him, uh-huh. murked him. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a, I mean, Eddie it was, pieced uh, him up pretty nicely too at the end of that. At the end, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who do we like in that fight? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I like James Vick. I think James Vick is going to dominate, dude. But Gage has got great wrestling. Supposedly, yeah. he's using wrestling for this fight. But that's I hope are, so. Yeah. James Vick is very long. He's going to use his range. Gaethje's best shot is to get inside, but Vick is good at keeping guys at range, using his jab, and just throwing, like, what six-foot-something dude at lightweight throws flying knees out of nowhere? No way. I, I like James Vick in this fight as much as it pains me to say. Also, Jake Ellenberger taking on Brian Barbarana. Hey, yes. that'll be a good fight. Yes, they're fighting. You know, I like the old Bob, 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 Arena. I think he moved to Tennessee and opened up a goat farm or something. Like he's like he's, 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 like, he's forever, like a ranch. Dude. Gotta have a side hustle forever. Yeah. yeah. Was the last time he fought? It's been a while. It's yeah, a while. it seems like it's been a while. This yeah. card's awesome, man. Yeah, the card is good. Yeah. Omaha, but Nebraska. of course, I'm gonna go with the guy that's you know the friend of the show, Jake Ellenberger. We, ha- we have to, of course. Yeah. He he needs a win. Great guy, super nice. I mean, he needs a win. I mean, but do you? How much longer do you think he can keep fighting? I don't know. They, they, they don't cut him as long as he keep taking fights. Okay. I don't want to see him have I to mean, I want to see him win. He's 2-8 and eight in his last 10. I mean, and, ten, and that's his last 10. I mean... Yeah, but one of them, he got his foot stuck in the cage. <laughs> he did. I was there. The boss at all. All right. 2-8. and eight. So, but I mean, but that's a lot of fighting. I mean, at what point, you know, at what point... Do, do you, I know that's like uh, Wean Dog and his girlfriend. He's a two and she's an eight. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes. Yeah, well, so. has <laughs> been going to different camps too. He's been at Ruka. He's been at Black House a little bit, and he's been at the training lab, which is that new TJ Dillashaw super camp. Yeah. Um, so he loses this right fight. Guys. Do you think he should keep fighting? I think it depends on so, how he loses. Uh, look, man, he got mm. super, he got knocked out by Mike Perry. They went to commercial break, and he was still fucking knocked out. Yeah. Like I like I mean. He got platinum. He lost to uh, Ben Saunders, who's also kind of a guy who's been. Around, I mean, yeah, journey. Ben. I mean, he got hit in the ribs. Long, and that, it was, long on the tooth. No, I don't think he should keep fighting if he loses. But if he loses a controversial decision and looks great doing it, and yada yada, like he said, depends on how he loses. But okay. if, he, if he gets knocked out, no, absolutely fucking not. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's the truth. What do you think is going to be fight of the night on this card? I think Johnson, uh, Andre Feely, Michael Johnson. Yeah. Those two guys are fucking Ooh, crazy. That's a good fight. 
Really? I don't know if that fight goes that long. I mean, I know Johnson at 145, is he's fresh to the division pretty much. I think he's had one fight before that. Um, Feely's super tough, but, like, I worry about his chin. And Michael Johnson hits pretty damn hard. Really fucking hard. wrestling is by far superior to Feely's wrestling. So I yeah, don't but know Feely trains at Alpha Male. Like, that wrestling, you catch up really quick when you're with a bunch of all-American wrestlers. And it's MMA wrestling. Yeah, Johnson wrestled in college. I think he was like a D2 or D3 All-American. He was a good wrestler. But when you're around alpha male guys, when you're around Uriah yeah. Faber and Chad Mendez and those other guys over there, and Cody Nolov, who's a great wrestler, uh, and Lance Palmer and yeah. um, Tyler, Tyler Diamond and all those guys, you're wrestling. Look at Northcutt. Northcutt wrestling was shit. Yeah, it was. And, and now it's pretty fucking good. So, I don't know. I like Courtney Casey and Angela Hill, man. I like I Courtney Casey, college uh, soccer player. I like her fight with um, Felice Herrig, when she gave him two middle fingers. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah. By the way, Felice is fighting the karate hottie. Yes, she is. Yeah. yeah. Who'd you rather sleep with? Karate hottie or Felice? Felice. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah, more aggressive. Yeah. You know? I'm the, I'm the other way around. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I... Now, would you let Joe... Yeah. Would you let those girls put a strap on and put it up your butt? Peg you. Well, do I get to fuck them in return? Yes. Then yeah. The, the, right? Really? Yeah. What about no? <laughs> well, if I had to choose between either one, I'm very conflicted because I think Michelle Watterson is more attractive, personally. But I think Felice will let you do more stuff to her. But you yeah, would still no, let them put a dildo up your ass? It's going to get all over the room. And then yeah, we talked about this last episode. It just depends <laughs> on like the it's size. It's going to spray everywhere. A dildo like this? Hell yeah. Like This is like a four-inch... I don't know what the hell that is, but yeah, not this. He's not evaluated this the size. Greg, would you let them take. put dildos up your ass? No. Me neither. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Because I'm not going to. You would bang, oh, but you would God. bang, you would bang Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, I would bang Caitlyn Jenner. Not Caitlyn Jenner would bang me. But that's still you're banging a well a dude. Or, or now not into dude anymore. Exactly. I, I, I Thank you. I'm banging a something. <laughs> so. It's a little different. This guy's over here taking it in the ass. <laughs> so you wouldn't let for no return. <laughs> for no return. For not like if but if he did get returned, then definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, you're banging a something. I'm banging a something. Who knows what's going on down there at this point? <laughs> Whatever it is, I'll figure it out. It may be your belly button. Wow, that's you're, you're fucking hilarious. By the way, you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're a strange dude. I'll just hey, listen. We're talking about. Some of the rarest something My wife out sometimes there. tries to put a finger up my ass, and I'm like, get your fucking finger. Former Olympian. My... Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Reality TV star. Somehow Kardashian. You know, I mean, male, female. Like, this is crazy. By the way, did you watch the VMAs last night? No, I meant to. I forgot. Dude, I watched the VMAs. I got to say, like, okay, I, I'm a fan of Tiffany. I know Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart, and they kind of hosted it sort of in the beginning. Yeah. And they, movie they were funny. Out. They were funny. But fucking Chris Rock. I showed my wife the 1999 VMAs. Chris Rock comes out with a fucking monologue. Blew the whole roof up. I mean, just solid jokes. I mean, just... Where did you find a VHS player? No, uh, no. V- I went on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> and I, I, I thought on, you had some old tape. Let me dust this. No, <laughs> I went on YouTube, and Chris Rock is like, he's like, which, which is going to be the bad Backstreet Boy? Wanted to knock up Britney Spears and throw it down a flight of steps. Uh, just like, just, just, I mean, the jokes were fucking insane. Here's the difference. Can I tell you the difference? What? Okay. 
he didn't have any movie waiting for him, <laughs> taking up his whole fucking schedule to get back to. He had time to write. Uh, yo, he was out at the clubs. Whereas those two, they're in so many movies. They're lucky they had 30 minutes to stop, come and do this show, and then go back to their fucking movies. I, I know, but th- they weren't bad. They were better than the, the, the previous host. But it, we've just we've come <laughs> such a long way. I can't believe down. you still watch them. Well, do you think they also have No, I wanted to say what the kids are talking about. That's know? true. No, I get but, that. I well, That's Chris why Rock, I was like, Kiss FM day, on my radio. I mean, he, his jokes... We're fucking hilarious. I mean, he was like, Jennifer Lopez, she needed two uh, limos. One for her ass, one yeah. for this. You know, like, he got in I, trouble for that joke. Did he really? Yeah. He's like, your ass is, uh, uh, he goes, he goes you're, you're the Commodores. Your ass is Lionel Richie. I, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. One after another after another. Every joke was out of the fucking And I'm like, man, that's how I would approach it. If I was like, ever asked, I won't be, but if they were like, let's say five years of my fucking career is on fire and hey, host of VMAs. I'm coming in fucking guns a blazing. And then when he introduced uh, Backstreet Boy or NSYNC and Britney Spears, he goes, are y'all ready for some real lip syncing? Right. Hey, right. That's right. That's right. crying. Yeah. And then he goes, why'd they even use microphones? It was, <laughs> he shit on everybody. Everybody. It was so fucking, he goes, live in La Vida Loca, Ricky Martin, the same song. You're going to be living La Vida Broca. I mean, it was just one half. <laughs> so, and then, so anyways, the VMAs go on. They have the one joke, Tiffany, that a couple jokes to me were funny, but the one that really won was like, all, some people are watching us at home. Shout out to Fifth Harmony, right? That was funny, right? <laughs> and then Nicki Minaj goes up there and goes, hey, you better not shit on Fifth Harmony. That, what, that, that, you know, that's my girl, but like, like fuck off. Let, let her make a fucking joke without you having to de- defend it. it was, I don't know. Was the picture you posted on uh, Twitter last night? Madonna. Madonna was that from oh, the VMAs? Okay, yeah, Madonna comes out, right? For the Aretha Franklin tribute. Right. Because that's a close. Eight, spends eight minutes talking yeah, about... Yeah, because those two were very close, yeah. Talks about, spends five minutes talking about Madonna. Like, she goes, yeah, back when I was, you know, a struggling artist, and I was homeless, and I was this, and I was that, I didn't need to sing a song, so I sang Aretha Franklin. And because of that, I got this album and that album. I'm like, and whole Twitter blew up. It was like, someone actually, Katie Nolan, was like, does Madonna know that she isn't the one that died? <laughs> <laughs> But it was all about Madonna. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? It was the worst tribute I've ever seen in my life. She comes out wearing, looking like she just robbed a fucking Goodwill store. <laughs> She's got tattoos on her face. I guess trying to be one of the rappers now with the, the tattoos on their foreheads. I don't know what that's about. Oh Have you seen that? God. The fucking crosses on the foreheads. Like, like what is that? And, and it's so. It's like these, I don't know. Because, you know, when you think of Aretha Franklin, you definitely think of Madonna. Madonna. Oh, yes. The Queen of Soul. And, uh, you know. The Queen of Whore. That whore. (laughs) I'm kidding. Yeah, no, it was was brutal. It was brutal. But do you think in terms of, like, Kevin Hart versus Chris Rock, do you think MTV has told them, like, you've got to scale down the comedy a little bit? We can't let you go absolutely No, I think they'd probably welcome it at this point. Yeah. For controversy. I just think that... I mean, Kevin Hart's a great comic, and he works really hard at his craft. And they shouldn't have two comics hosting together anyway, because yeah. it's just not. It's unless you're that's that's your your thing. It's usually I don't. I guess Goldie Hawn and Steve Martin kind of were good back in the day when they hosted the Oscars, but. It's just have one comic host. Well, know, or, but MTV Awards, those are so loose anyway. You know what I mean? I know. It was just it was back in the day. Chris Rock murdered the VMAs. I mean, murdered it. It was if you want to look up 1999 VMAs. Chris Rock, it was a whole, it was another level. Another level. Well, wasn't Chris Rock also one of the three? It was like him, Whoopi Goldberg, and uh, somebody else did like the comedy jam that, that, uh, do you remember what I'm talking about? 
It was like a couple decades ago. Deaf Comedy Jam or yeah, but it was like co- the Comic longer, Relief. Comic Relief, yeah, yeah. They like hosted and they fucking murdered. Yeah, but no, Chris Rock just back in the day. Back in the day, what happened with Chris Rock? Real quick is like, you know, after and I and I verified this with Tony Rock. I was talking to his brother about it. Chris Rock after. Um, you know, he was big for a second. He was big, and he was on Saturday Night Live, and he left SNL because they made him the head of In Living Color. But it was like season seven or something. Yeah, and then he, he completely. Came in season three or and then four. he came no like seven, and he came in and it went off the air like in like a month. And his agents fired him and all this. So then he went on tour with Martin Lawrence, and back in the day, Martin Lawrence was hosting Def Jam. Totally, he was huge. Had to show Martin concert movies. And Chris Rock couldn't follow Martin. Martin would do an hour up front. It was supposed to be co-headlining. And like, Chris Rock would be backstage, and he thought there were like, fireworks going off. That's how loud it was. Yeah. And he got, basically got booed off stage following Martin. So Chris Rock went underground, took his time, really developed the jokes, came out like, a year later with Bring the Pain, which to this day... One of the most brilliant comedy specials ever. I think is the best comedy special of all time. Yeah, my, my favorite one of all time. And that just shows you, like, sometimes you need that. Sometimes yeah. you need to get the shit beaten out of you to cut for the comeback. Yeah. Some people can't handle the comeback. They're one and done. We, how America, many comics, America loves a comeback, though. But how many comics have we seen have hype, bomb, and then it's, it's over? They, 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 they fall. But other times, it's like, all right, motherfucker. You get back up, you dust up, you go, all right. Well, Joe Rogan, I mean, he's a much better comedian now yeah. than when he was a young guy that was on television all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And he'll tell you that. He's talked about it extensively, how much more focused he is on the material, how much broader it is, how much more he writes and everything like that. I think it's, it's generations removed. And it is generations removed. But, I mean, he really, his stand-up game is so much stronger than when he was a younger comic. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. And that's why our boy Jake Ellenberger is going to win this weekend because it's all about to come back. You think so? I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> I hope so. I, I hope mean, so I too. happen to like uh, him a lot. The guy who's fighting. He, I like both he, of them. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. He came to a show, and I hope it's a great fight. But, but, Ellen, but Ellenberger, you know, he, uh, he, 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 you're absolutely right. He does need a win. I mean, he can't. Yep. And, I, and, I, and I don't want to I don't want to see him in, like, journeyman's category or one of those things where, like, they just set him up for some, you know, like uh, what it was, BJ Penn versus... Uh, that kid, the Mexican kid. Yeah, right. Oh God! You know that—that's that, the worst when they try to like make give someone a name by you know. It's like, come on. That's I think Ellenberger could do well in Bellator if that becomes an option at some point. Uh, or have him win a million dollars for PFL. But listen, guys, let's talk about sex. Good. Oh, finally. Sex. Point now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. You need that. CB, you need that. Okay, Greg, you probably are too confident. Uh, <laughs> wean dog. I've been accused of that before. It hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. Go to bluechew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Uh, it brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, okay? You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. That's the worst. You take a pill, you got to wait 35 minutes or 45 minutes for it to kick in. All right? Not Blue Chew, and it's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor visits, no awkwardness, no, hey, what are you here for? None of that, okay? They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Save money, people. Listen, right now they've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free. 
When you use our promo code MMA, just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code MMA. It's the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring our podcast. All so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So what's going on with you? What do you, what do you any uh, big shows coming up? I will be in El Paso at the El Paso Comic Strip this uh, Thursday through Sunday, uh, August, whatever this is till then. Uh, I think it's like 26, 27, 28, something like that. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Uh, I love that club. Yeah, it's Thursday, a great club. Sunday is the 20, uh, Thursday. Uh, the yeah, 23rd through the 26th, I will be at the El Paso Comic Strip. And then next weekend, next Thursday, August 30th through September 2nd, I will be in Laughlin at the Riverside Casino at the Labor Day Weekend Comedy Festival. Now, are you doing the festival or are you doing the, are you doing the casino? I'm doing the festival. Okay. Which is at the casino. Now, is, that, is it a contest? or is it, what is No, it? it's just a comedy. They're having an end-of-summer comedy festival. Oh, nice. I know they used to have a contest, right? Yeah, they did. Uh, I think that was at the Edgewater, though. Oh, this is somewhere else. Yeah, this is at the Riverside. Oh, nice. I, I like Laughlin. It's, so, it's, it's fun. I like, to, I, <laughs> I like to rent the jet skis. Really? Yeah, baby. Is fantasy football harsh reality back yet? It's not back yet. I got to get to it. It's been tough. I've been super fucking busy with all these shows and my workshops and everything else. It's been very different. Oh, and if you want to learn the craft of stand-up, having the free workshop next Tuesday night, August 28th at uh, Space Station Casting Studios in Hollywood at 7 p.m. So you, people can come for free? For free. Totally free workshop. Anybody can come to it. How do you uh, make money in that? Just, it, it's just my, it's my intro workshop where they kind of get an idea of what I teach. And I give away a ton of great information in it. You come, so, you get them hooked, and then they're like, hey, by the way, if you want more of this, you got to Pretty much, it. yeah. Look at that. But there's no obligation. You don't have to sign up for nothing. Like a comedy Coke dealer. You know, that's yeah. how you do it. Hey, listen, that, Coke marketing works for everything. It does. Everybody gives you, even though with your free trial, give you a free trial. Yeah. And then if you like it, hey, then you can pay for it. That is Coke marketing. They really, they should have Coke heads teach business courses. They really should, because that's what everything is. Anything that gives you a free sample, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, 100%. You know, so that's what I do. Yeah, you can come and learn and see the way that I teach and everything that I have to teach. Because usually people have no idea how much actually goes into stand-up until oh, they hear someone start breaking it down. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then they realize, oh, it's not just me getting up there and acting like an idiot. <laughs> well, we're calling a guy right now who is a murderer. Murderer. You mean convicted? Or? Hello, is this Alex? Alexander Hernandez. Yep. Hey, you're on the MMA Rose. How are you doing, man? Good, brother. How are you? Good. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Me, the Greg Wilson. Uh, Ween Dog is here, as well as CB Gold. Man, congrats on your wins, man. Whole, I was at, first of all, I was at your fight on Benil Darius. Uh, you, uh, you, you fucked up my parlay because I was like, <laughs> I was like, man. That's what you get. I was like, this guy, I don't know who this guy is. I knew Benil. I'm like, he's taking this fight on the, what, three days notice? And then you came out. Gotta go for the underdog. Yeah, I know. But then you came out and you knocked him out. Holy shit, man. I mean, that was your first fight in the UFC, right? Yeah, yeah, that was bonkers. That was a crazy intro. I mean, was that now, I mean, going against, uh, what it was it, like a one week notice, three days notice? Well, how many? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a seven, it was either seven or eight day notice. I think it was seven or eight. So, okay, so you, you uh, live in Texas, right? Yeah. San Antonio. San Antonio, and then they call you and say, hey, man, you want to fight in the UFC against Benil Dariush. Uh, you know the guy's a formidable black belt. You know he's tough. You know he knocked out James Vick. And you're just like, F- fuck it. Let's do it? I actually didn't have any idea who it was. My, um, 
<laughs> my manager gave me a call. I was preparing for another fight. Um, and he was like, hey, dude, shit's crazy. You might have an opportunity to jump in the UFC next week and you want it. I was like, fuck yeah, I want it. You know, the weight class is so stacked, you don't miss any opportunities, right? So you just got to grab them. And he said, okay, awesome. I'll let him know. I said, cool, hung up. And I texted him, by the way, you know, who the fuck are we looking at? And he said, oh, it could be between two people. And I don't know how he got two people, but it was funny. The two names that he sent me was Benil Dariush, and then it was Mercier was the other one. Wow. And I said, I don't really give a fuck who it is. I'll take anybody. And, and truthfully, dude, I don't fanboy out in the UFC. And so Dariush's face was familiar to me, but I didn't really know him very well. And I had no idea who Mercier was. So um, I just said, yeah, fuck it. So let's do either one of these. I was hoping it would be Benil because I knew that he was uh, a highly ranked 55er once I looked him up a little bit. And so I thought, man, wouldn't that be fucking crazy to go out there and just murk a, a ranked dude out the gate like that? Just completely unprecedented. And so um, it was cool. It worked the way it did, huh? It's exactly the way it happened. Now, when he came out throwing bombs at you, were you, uh, were you glad or were you, were, you, were you nervous? Was that what you thought was going to happen? No, I knew, I knew that was going to happen. I knew if we, um, he's a slow stalker, and so he likes to, uh, he, he likes to stalk the cage, kind of prey his opponent in the corner, kind of in the, in, in, uh, on his fence line, and he just presses him, and then his opponent's just sort of riding the fence, and, and, he's, and he's bullying him against it, and just kind of getting this, like, um, this slow build into, uh, to, to the pace that he wants, and, and he bullies his, uh, he bullies his, his opponents, and so I figured if I could just, storm the cage and just bull rush the fuck out of him, uh, hit him with something big, disrupt his cadence, he's going to come back with that overhand and maybe look to throw a, a big left kick. But I knew he'd come back with that overhand, slip and move, come back in and start working my game and have him breathing at my cadence. And uh, I knew he wouldn't like that, well, and that he didn't. And so... Um, it, I kind of saw it unraveling like that. I didn't think it was going to happen as fast as it did, uh, but I knew it was going to happen. That was cr- And then your OAM fight, I mean, OAM is an amazing fighter. I mean, they were touting him as to be a champion. He's, he, that guy is no joke. I mean, you beat him every single round, but you were still pissed about it afterwards. Yeah, well, the reason was, you know, I, I just hold myself to such, a, to such a pedigree. You know, um, the spring that you saw in the Darius fight, I didn't come into that OAM fight with the same uh, stride in my step, that same kind of tenacity, you know, in my knees and everything. I was just, uh, I felt a little flat, and I wasn't gauging my range as uh, intelligently as I should have. And I just started kind of playing, you know, it was a a bigger game of cat and mouse than I anticipated. I didn't expect him to flee the way he did. And and I said before, you know, it's hard to kill a man whose sole objective is surviving, and so... Um, I was a little frustrated that I was uh, playing into that a little too much. So I was getting a little frustrated myself. Uh, and, and fuck, man, I, I, want, I, I go in there to win three checks. You know, I, I want three checks. I don't just want two. I want that fat-ass bonus check to hit two, and then I want to go from there, and, and I, want, I want to be in the papers about it. And so I was just disappointed about a few things, but there's a lot to take from it. Like you said, I felt like I dominated all three rounds. I was mad that I let myself fall into that stupid fucking Kimura attack. That was silly. It was just negligence on my part. Um, and and uh, make sure I won't do that again. But um, just little, little things, exchanges that, 
I should have, like that one, you know, like that attack, that, that should have never occurred because, uh, and there's no disrespect, I, I think he's a phenomenal grappler, uh, and, and he's excel, excelled well in the UFC, but I just do not think that we are in the same stratosphere competition. And so I expected to finish him, and I wasn't just bullshitting when I said I'd finish him in the first round. I, to my fullest extent, I, I believe that. And so um, I was just kind of critical of myself afterwards. You know, I, I think... Uh, I think that fight could have gone better in a few different ways. I don't know. I was I was highly impressed. Was I was highly impressed. Now, now your uh, your first fight, you won fifty grand. What did you do with that money? <laughs> I'm serious. You always have. I, I want to know. What was that? But yeah, I'm not gonna go buy like a, a fucking you know giraffe or something. I didn't I, 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 like get <laughs> <Why> crazy. <laughs> like go 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 buy a bunch of suits and shit. I, I, I did buy a few, but I didn't uh, I didn't do anything too crazy. I, I was already making money before this whole gig. I was doing well on my business side, so I already blew my load on a fucking car that I don't need and um, and some gear and some other things. So when I got that money, I just kind of put it right back into myself, the best investment I can make. And, nice. uh, and, and this business costs money with traveling, coaches, you know, you got a lot of people to pay for. And then injuries, most things you got to kind of pay for yourself until you're important enough on the USC radar for them to, to nurse you. So... Uh, I put that money into me, and now I'm putting it into a gym. I'm opening up a gym, and um, uh, that's going to take, obviously, some cash flow. Now, what's your other business? Before I was, well, simultaneous, in conjunction with fighting, I was a loan officer. I was doing the whole mortgage gig. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I was, uh, I was tired of all these, like, pricky real estate guys trying to stun on me. Uh, with nice cars or gizmos or whatever. Cause I, I've always been a young guy, and, I, and as you see, I have a baby face, and so I've always been, I've always been kind of the underdog and shit. And, uh, and I, the industry average, the industry age average for my business was like 52. And so I don't know any LOs that were 20. I know you met one in the 30s. And so most of these guys are like my father's age, and they're all doing business with all the the big money realtors. And uh, and I had to kind of step up. And, uh, and filling shoes that truthfully no one thought I was credible to fill. And, um, and in doing so, uh, I bought some expensive shit like this 6 Series Beamer I'm in and, um, and some other nice little gizmos. Nice. And, and so I kind of got out of my system before the whole UFC thing even started. And, and now, now, like I said, I, I'm so focused on just developing as a fighter. I, I haven't really spent too much money on toys and things. Well, that's good. Now, now you grew up in, in, in St. Louis? I was born in St. Louis, uh, lived there in my early elementary, moved to Georgia, then I moved to Texas. I've been in Texas longer than anywhere else in my life. Nice. So and I, I consider myself a te- boy, What part of show. Texas? San Antonio. Oh, San Antonio. Nice. Yeah. Now, did you do any uh, wrestling in high school? or? Yeah. So San Antonio is not known for being uh, a wrestling city, nor Texas is a wrestling state. But we definitely popped off with some wrestling. We had a good group of... Uh, lightweight, just kind of small fry dudes that uh, weren't good at ball sports. And so we just uh, strapped up in that old latex band and fucked each other up. We had a good national squad. We would travel. Uh, and really, that's all we did year-round was travel and, and train nationally on uh, on our wrestling circuits that we had. And we were pretty mean. And, and so uh, I did that in uh, eighth grade through high school. And then um, decided to go a different route of college. I started... I started um, doing jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai, and then got into boxing real heavily. Well, I mean, you're, you're a brown belt jiu-jitsu. you got, obviously, high-level wrestling. 
great boxer. You seem angry as fuck, which is a good thing. Uh, very, 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 very no, much. No, no. <laughs> I'm composed. There's no, there's no anger in that case, uh, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm composed there. You can't be, you can't be mad. No, but you have a chip on your shoulder, no, but, but in, in like a good I'm way, focused. though. But in a, in a good way. In a good way. You have a good chip. It's like, yeah, I like talking to guys like you because I, I, I can see you making it all the way to the top. Just talking to you right away, I'm like, this guy is going to be a champ. Uh, you could just you could just tense it now. N- now, are you uh, banging any uh, San Antonio girls? Or you have a girlfriend? Or well, what's the deal? Uh, yeah, you, you know we try to tame strange from all regions of the globe. Uh, I'm not Good for you. partisan to any section by any means. Um, and so, you know, San Antonio is a fine little Mexicana pot. So I like to get my uh, down under the border fix over here. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of meander north and, and find some um, young kind of hipster talent up there. And so it's fun, dude. Texas is a beautiful place. So I know. Really no, so I mean, between, between San Antonio and Austin, I just kind of let the, um, let the dick swing freely up, up that 35 interstate. Nice. No, I mean, I would think, like, I mean, here you are. You're, you're what, 9-1. and one, You're a UFC star. You're, you got some money. You got a good business. Are you, are you killing it on Tinder, Bumble, or are you going to the cowboy bars? Yeah, well, I'm either 10-1 or 11-1. I don't know what. Okay, I'm definitely ele- over 9-1. All right, one. you're 11-1. You're are, you, are you killing the Tinder game, <laughs> Bumble? Strong correction. Are you, are, you, are you going to? You know, it's funny. It's funny you say that, dude. So I went through, like, a Bumble Rampage. Like I could have wrote, I could have written a book on twenty-four hour conversions. Yeah. God, Bumble and Tinder, and uh, and I, I was just kind of uh, running through the barracks. And I, I don't know how I got anything fucking done because I, I was I was working like a madman, training like a madman, and just probably like fucking and taking Adderall to get through the week. And uh, and, and it was just like Jamie Waters, Jameson Water, uh, like pussy out on then like work gym work gym. It, it was a it was a mess of a masterpiece, but I put it together. And I was kind of in, like, uh, earlier 20s, and then I got sick of all that shallow shit. And so, really, I'm not really into, like, just the superficial interactions as much. Cause there's so many stupid girls out there, and it just kind of gets old having the same, like, surface conversations. But um, I, definitely, I definitely ran through that. And then at some point, I deleted my profile. And then after that UFC knockout, I think one of the first things I did when I got back to the hotel was, like, Fuck, I gotta like re download that just to make sure I delete my full account. Cause, dude, I'll get exposed to some of the shit I was saying out there. What, what were you saying? So, uh, no, it, it, it was just, uh, it was a be there thing. It, it was a miracle. But, um, delete, 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 you know, delete. Unless you, plan on, unless you plan on coming over and lifting the skirt, I'm not gonna drop those bars on you. But right. I, um, yeah, I made sure that all incriminating evidence was disposed of. And now I'm just a God fearing saint, a taxpayer, a philanthropist, and I just, uh, divide my time. Focusing in the gym. What, what kind of philanthropy are you doing? Uh, single moms. Single moms. So, uh, I have a, a sweet spot for, you know, like um, anti-depression and uh, groups mm. of that nature. That's nice. Um, and, and so I've been kind of uh, looking in some local groups and, and uh, international ones that seem credible to start kind of, a, you know, just donating something to. And, um, and I like to get to the needy when I can. You know, I'm a... I'm a uh, pussy at most red lines, you know. I'll, I'll toss people a bone generally every time I can. So. That's nice, a, that's good for very, you, brother. That's really nice of you, man. That's really nice of you. Yeah, uh, that's really nice. I, I, I wish more guys, you know, who 
have your kind of influence with talk to people about depression and you know somebody who's who's you know I think that's great. I think that's really great. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do really want to get more into that and definitely just philanthropy in general. Give back a percentage of what you make to people who need it more because uh, yeah, it, it's real easy to get greedy in this game and, and you don't you don't need too much. I mean, I definitely you got to spend some money to make money and so you do, you do need to showboat a little bit, but, but you know give give to when you can. Yeah, that's awesome. So who do you want to fight next? Uh, you know, that Gaethje versus Vic victory would be pretty sweet. I like that. Uh, it sounds like Pettis is just sitting around waiting for someone to slap him, so, you know, I'm here. And, and <laughs> Wait. Uh, Ally Quinta doesn't seem like he's doing much, but real estate, I don't know if he's credible to call out or not, but, you know, that would be interesting. I, 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 want that, I want to break the top ten, you know, by the end of the year, and so I'd like someone in that six to ten bracket. And, um... I'm really, you know, I'm not, I'm not biased on body type, skill sets, anything. There's no, there's nothing I'm, I'm, I'm willing to avoid. I just want someone to have a number by their name, and uh, and I'd like to be in that ten range. What about a guy like Kevin Lee? Kevin Lee's awesome. Yeah, he's top five though. It sounds like he's looking at uh, at a title shot. Yeah. And so, yeah, if I'm even on that dude's radar, that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll take, I'll take fucking anybody at any time. I For believe me, though, it. You know, people like Guy Cormier said it too. Think I have this arrogance about me, and it's not. It's just, it's just an extreme level of assurance and confidence and focus. But I'm also highly aware, and I don't expect Kevin Lee. Somebody, somebody asked me about Kevin Lee or like Tony Ferguson the other day, and I thought. Why the fuck would they care to fight me? There's, there's no. No outside for that. They're, 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 they are currently out of my spectrum of, of, of opponents. Ferguson just had. If anything, they're probably gonna fight each other. Ferguson, which I know you didn't say, but what I responded was, you know, he just came off being an interim champion, and Kevin Lee, uh, just beat by Boson before that. Uh, what, did, he, did he lose for that? Was that the fight they lost the strap for the interim fight? Yeah, that, Anyways, that was for the yeah. top five. They're all patiently waiting. Poirier. Lee, Ferguson, uh, then what, Khabib and McGregor. So, so they're all in this pool of contention for the belt. I don't deserve to be in that pool yet. And, and there's, there's more that I need to grow and develop before I, before I enter those waters. I'm not going to pretend like I'm you know, ready to take on the world tomorrow. Uh, but I will be when the time comes. You're getting there, though, man. Uh, who are some of the guys that you uh, train with? Um, a lot of boys you guys might not be aware of, man. I mean, I mean we're kind of down under and coming up. I have the best coaches in the world. I have Jason Yarrington as my head coach, Jason Kilgore, trying strength and conditioning. He's my uh, mobility and strength conditioning coach. I have Dale Christian uh, in San Diego, so we cross-trade back and forth. Uh, I got No Love Ellis, who's my boxing coach. And, of course, Handjob, John O'Rourke. He's, uh, he's my striking guy. He got the name Handjob. Uh, because he holds pads and wraps hands, and it was kind of a funny story off one of our pro fights. <laughs> he was uh, wrapping our wrapping our hands on like a, a last minute. You know how messy like amateur shows and early pro shows are, and those uh, those promotions are such a clusterfuck. And he was trying to wrap up all these hands right before we had like a last minute notice for an early walkout. And he just wrapped it up, slapped on the last piece of tape, and kicked uh, 
kicked me out. And he's like, my God, that was the fastest hand job I've ever done. And since then, he's been a good hand job. Uh, we got, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Those uh, words have been uttered a lot Washington, in human history. Washington from uh, Brazil, who's a Brazilian world champion in uh, Muay Thai kickboxing. Uh, a fuckload of Brazilian black belts. We got the deepest jiu-jitsu room uh, in the state of Texas right now. It's fucking insane. Uh, between Jason Arrington, uh, Professor Dudu, Wagner, um, wow. Gleason Pony. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, anybody can just kind of hop on the gram and follow us, and, and you'll see we, we've got a stacked room, a lot of professional candidates that are uh, either fighting on the Contender Series upcoming or just had. And so we got a lot of people uh, on the brink of, uh, of big things, uh, you, know, you know, greatness. And so I'm excited. It's, it's a good, young, fostering room, and it's a hungry room. And, and what I appreciate most about what I've got going on in San Antonio is that we, we have a genuine relationship and a genuine bond between coaches, partners, and everything. There's nothing superficial about it. Uh, and not to knock a lot of these gyms in, you know, like California's real mainstream, Vegas is real mainstream. And it's so saturated with gyms and options that people just hop from one thing to the next. You know, they, they, they get a they get a a wild hair up their ass or somebody fucking, you know, pulls their panties wrong and they think, you know, fuck this place. I'm going to go to the next one. They go uh, a quarter mile down the road, they jump into a new gym. And then they're, they're training, they're training, oh, they didn't like it for whatever reason. They had a loss. Okay, let me go look to the new gym. And everybody's just always hopping and floating. And there's, yeah. no, there's, there's no true camaraderie or commitment to one another. And, uh, and that's something that we have above all. And so, you know, people keep asking, you know, oh, you're going to move, you're going to do this big, you know, you're going to try to train at like a, one of these mainstream named gyms and and no I, I can't replace the years of uh, uh, of again camaraderie and understanding that I forged between me and my coaches they know me better than anybody and uh, and we work better one-on-one -on -one than anybody else and uh, and then the, the partners the teammates that I have over growing it's a beautiful thing dude and so I think that being on the outskirts being unknown is at times a far greater advantage than being in the main. The main. Yeah, I mean, the, you got no training partners that can go to another gym and be like, "Oh, he's going to do this and that." You know, the, the, you, they're going to you're going to surprise yeah. a lot of people. It makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah. okay. Well, where can people find you on Instagram, Twitter, social media, Tinder? Yeah, brother. So uh, check me out on uh, the Great One Fifty Five. Check out Ohana Academy. Check out Trying Strength and Conditioning. All right. Well, we'll do that. Hey, man. Well, good luck with your upcoming. Fights, good luck. I'm telling you, you're going to be the champion one day. Obviously, you know that. And uh, don't forget me when I you... I just hearing that, bro. I love that. No, the other thing, too, next time you bet on me, because I love hearing <laughs> people say they made money on me, dude. I'm like a... I will 1,000% uh, I I bet on you every time. Every time. And uh, also, uh, don't forget us when you're this big, a big star. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Never that. I appreciate you guys. No problem. Take care. All right, brother. Bye. All right, that was Alexander Hernandez. Wow. I'm reading about the most fucked up injury to an MMA fighter ever. Do you know Bryce Mitchell, who was recently yeah, yeah, yeah. a fighter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened to him? It wasn't in a training session, but he, I guess he was working. He works in construction or something. Uh. He had a board over his head, and he had a power drill in his in his pocket or something. Yeah. Oh, the oh, drill geez. went off, caught his nutsack in it, and ripped it completely in half. What? Wow. And he had to reverse the drill to get it out of his nuts. This happened today? This happened today. And he can't show the picture, of course, but he's showing those oh, are his boxers. Oh, God damn. Oh, God God, that's just wow. so bad. Uh, he's like, that's I like, wanted to train today, but I can't throw a high kick. That's like Wean Dog's next fetish. <laughs> But, uh, I, that just yeah. reading it, I'm like, that's brutal. Oh, God, now you're fine. You make coffee. 
Uh, Camara coffee? Uh, regular <laughs> coffee? Regular coffee? I love you. All right, so, all right, here we go. All right, we're going to call Bob Sapp. We'll see if he picks up. The great Bob Sapp. You know who Bob Sapp is, Greg? Uh, sure. Okay, well, explain. Bob Sapp was, he was a, a, a god. King in Japan, Kong. Back in the much. day. Like, he beat Ernesto Hoost in kickboxing. This huge, massive black guy. He actually played NFL football for a Oh, second. that Bob Sapp. Then he was in the Long's Yard. With he Adam, was in a lot of uh, movies, and, and oh, okay. also uh, I think he was in Stan with the, the with, with uh, Rob Schneider, where he goes to jail and learn. Uh, anyway, so he was the, the man. I mean, the guy was like in Asia. He's like the Michael Jordan of Asia, basically. And then it, oh yeah, that guy yeah. But then Whoa. a lot. But then a lot of his fights recently, people will say that they're just taking dives. Like he sort of like tap taps the double legs, and you know, like yada, like it, it doesn't. He kind of fall on hard times as far as like. Consistency, quality of uh, of uh, performances for him. However, back in the day, <laughs> this dude <laughs> was a monster, a fucking monster. Uh, so we used to put him, him against these tiny ass dudes that he just embarrassed. Yeah, like but, one they, but punch those guys and... weren't. I mean, these guys, these put, he beat guys that beat uh, Henzel Gracie. I, mean, I he know beat, he beat, and it was like one punch, and the dude was in the fourth row. Yeah, he was he was a monster. Nobody could figure him out until they figured him out. But. Uh, yeah, we're going to call him. He, he actually reached out to me about being on the podcast. Nice. Or his like people did. He's, maybe he's got something to discuss. Ooh, maybe an announcement. Hello. Your call has been oh, called. Oh, okay. Oh, come on. Let's just do this. Hello. Your call has been forwarded right, to an automated voice I want to call him from here. Right. Um, do you guys know the comedian Andy Gross? No. Why? There's this whole, like, I don't know, sexual harassment thing against him for something to do with his set, and it's, like, becoming this, like, a huge issue. Hello, Bob. It's ringing over here. Hello, Bob. So we need to cut all this out. <laughs> Hello? Hey, is this Bob Sapp? Hey, it's Adam Hunter. I'm going to call you from a, uh, an unlisted number in like two seconds, okay? All right. Okay, so. Hello. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Uh, so I, may, I may have to just put the... Plug the phone in. Yeah, yeah. There's a Babe, way... Do we have a... Um, the the cord the, uh, that goes into the phone that goes into here. Mm-hmm. See if it's up. Someone, adapter? Yeah. The adapter. Oh oh, I, I think. It, hold on, let's see. Hello. Hello. Hey, is this is the legend Bob Sapp? There we go. It's just him. Hey, what's going on, man? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Uh, me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the Greg Wilson. Hey, hey. Greg Romero Wilson, actually. And, uh, Both of them. And CB Gold. How you doing, Bob Sapp? All right, I'm doing pretty good now. Now, listen, you got to get the name right. It's Bob the Beast. Oh, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. Bob the Beast Sap. I'm sorry. I, I, I will never, ever. Uh, now, Bob, I've been following you forever. I remember watch. I was uh, younger, and I remember watching you in K1 when you were throwing around Ernesto Hoost and some of these legends, man. Uh, you, you've had some career. Some career. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of crazy, you know. It's, I'm, I'm loving it. 
Loving it. I'm definitely enjoying it. What's what's your most proudest moment when it comes to uh, either kickboxing or mixed martial arts? Well, you know, I think my most surprising moment uh, had to be when I defeated Ernesto Hoost. Now, my most shocking moment was the fact when I did a powerbomb Noguera and he simply uh, continued to fight. I really thought that was a, a move that would have... Uh, Really uh, turned his life out, if you will. Yeah, I mean, now when you power bombed him, I mean, you were doing like WWE moves in real fights. Uh, did you practice power bombing people in practice, or you just kind of made it up on the uh, fly? <laughs> no, I made I made it up off the fly, you know. And other than me uh, having that was the extent of my MMA was what I had learned at WCW uh, professional wrestling when I was training there under uh, Paul Orndorff and. Sergeant Dwayne Bruce. That's how I met a lot of the guys. From now, even some are still around in WWE. That's how I met a lot of them. So, I mean, you, how come you didn't go to like a real MMA gym if you were going to fight MMA? Well, you know, no one knew I was going to be fighting MMA. You know, so you know they kind of shipped me around. At that time, New Japan was doing pretty hot stuff. And they thought my contract was going to be picked up by New Japan. Uh, they saw me and was like, nah, we think he takes, he's going to take some more time. We can no really use him. And uh, K1 said, well, you know, kickboxing it requires a little bit more skill, technical skill. So the only thing left was pride. Right, right. Now, I'm, I'm, going, I'm looking at your whole, uh, although I'm not your whole, I'm looking at a lot of the stuff that you started. You started, you were an amazing football player. You played Colorado Springs. You, uh, you won a scholarship to the University of Washington where you won the Morris Award, the Morris Trophy, which I guess is uh, a really big award. Then you got picked up by the Chicago Bears uh, and then played for the Vikings. Now, um, how close were you to, like, uh, I mean, becoming a, like a huge NFL star? Yeah, you know, I did pretty good. I actually was going going pretty good. I was I was right behind uh, David Dixon and Todd Stussy, and then it was who's now passed away, Corey Stringer. So you know, my time to shine actually came up a quite a, a quite a few times. Unfortunately, you know, back in the day, there was a uh, supplement by the name of Anderson Dion that a lot of the athletes were taking. I was one of them taking that, and that ended up being against uh, what would be called the NFL's uh, steroid policy. <laughs> that, so yeah. uh, I took a penalty against their policy. So it's kind of a, uh, a, a complex uh, thing. You know, it would be uh, very very equivalent to if I had more than eight cups of coffee and I was in the Olympics and I, and I failed their drug test uh, due to their stimulant policy. So, right. It was kind of crazy, you know, but uh, it, it is what it is. So you, you had no idea when you were taking that stuff that you were going to get popped? No, yeah, we had no idea. Actually, none of us had any idea. It was something that was brand new. You know, usually when, when you think something like anabolic steroids, when you think something that's drugs, something illicit drugs, you think, uh, you know, either somebody giving it to you in a back room of a locker room, you know, the kind of stereotypical, you know, hey, hey, look at this. And uh, that's what we thought was, was, was what the steroids was. But, you know, I mean, I, I guess, 
you know, you add anything to the list, whether it's legal or illegal, it's on the list, and, and it's going to get you. So now that list has got something over some 4,000-plus odd substances on it. So, I mean, it can get a pretty... It can get pretty difficult. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think it's... Right now, um, in this day and era, I don't think uh, really it, 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 it holds the, the same amount of weight as it used to. You know, back then, if you would have got busted for marijuana, it was this huge big deal, and you were this drug dealer, and you are going to go to jail. And now, all of a sudden, you get busted for marijuana, and they're saying, well, where did you get it? Right, 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 right. You know, then it said you were, then it said you were in poverty, working at a funeral home, moving coffins. Is that true? Yes. Okay. So what happened was, is right after the wooden refrigerator ferry, I needed a job, and the only job that was available that would hire was the one that was removing dead bodies from the hospital to the morgue. And uh, so I learned how to do that, and. You know, we literally would just kind of just watch the news, and when there was a major accident, those of us would get there, and we would hope to, to you know, pick up some uh, victims and uh, escort them to the nearest hospitals. And, and, you know, that's how hospitals make revenue is, is, is who picks them up and, and who uses their services, et cetera. Was anybody not, not dead, and you were, like, carrying them to the morgue, and all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm not dead. Like, oh, so, so sorry about that. <laughs> We'll just make a left. Yeah. No, no, no. But I tell you what, we sure did have to go through a, a bunch of like uh, interviews or uh, or a reading process. And um, some of them, they were like giving you questions, or like you know, make sure you don't take pictures of the body. Make sure you make sure you don't touch the body. Make sure you don't taste the body. You know, and it was just like thinking, okay, really, should I be here? Because I'm quite sure I really don't want to be touching, tasting. <laughs> Or anything of this body. <laughs> yeah. So, th- so then you become the first, and uh, you 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 go to Japan. You become the first African American champion. Uh, you 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 wrestle all these guys, and then they said one time there was a guy. There was you had an opponent that was that was that was that, that was gay that beat you, and then started making out with you. What happened there? Hello. Yes. There, <laughs> yes. In Japan, there was a match. And against one of the, so Japan has got all these unique characters. One of them characters was by the net. One, she's got several characters that, that uh, their personas are that they're gay. One of them was this guy by the name of a, name Mike, schoolboy gay or something. <laughs> well, when he beats me, in, in the terms of math, if he beats me, I had to say that I was gay. As soon as he beats me, he says, he says, okay, now you got to say it, you got to say it. And the whole crowd is looking and pumping and they're saying, yeah, you got to say it, you got to say it, you got to say it. And I lift my hand up and I say, I'm, I'm gay? He's like, yeah. And then he comes over here, you know, and he starts to give me this big old smooch on the kiss and the whole crowd goes crazy. That's hilarious. Very, very funny. That That is really, really funny. Now, when you go to Japan... Uh, when you first beat Ernesto Hoost, overnight, you're a, a massive sensation, right? I mean, you're like the Michael Jordan of Japan over there. Yeah, it, it, it went crazy. So uh, you're looking at when I would cross the street to go to McDonald's, it would take uh, roughly, it would take, uh, normally it would take you like two minutes. It would take me three and a half hours, and that's just across the street. 
Wow. So I was really popular. Wow. Now, now, I would see that, like, there were a lot of hot Japanese women. They were all over you. I mean, you must have ran through thousands. Like, literally ran through them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean... <laughs> I mean, how much Asian vagina has been on the monster's monster or the beast beast? Well, I, let, let me tell you. <laughs> I, the monster. I, well, one, they did make a Bob Sapp uh, dildo, so that was very nice. Uh, which you could stick it onto the wall, and, and then they'd have girls backing themselves up onto it. <laughs> Mounted so, dildo above. So you got laid and, and more than regard, you even knew about. You know, the beast always. Enjoys a little sushi after his dessert. Oh, wow. Did, mm. did you get a piece of everyone <laughs> sold? <laughs> Wait, uh, so there was a... Yeah, it was kind of crazy. It was crazy. So you had a Bob Sap dildo. So they went up to you and they, they measured how big you were. Did they mold it? They molded it, measured it, molded it, and they would stick it on the wall and back it on up. <laughs> that is amazing. Did you get royalties for each one? I got royalties, but let me tell you what one of the things that was pretty funny was that, you know, the first thing you think is like, oh man, Bob, that's really cool. You know, you get all these hot chicks and you, you know, naked photos and backing up. And I was like, yeah, that's really cool. But, you know, you got to remember, we live in an era where also males do that stuff. So, like, my trainers would be taking all the hot chicks. And they'd be teasing me and saying, here's what you got to do today. And they'd be sending me all the guys backing up on it. Oh, my oh, God. That, that is, that's hysterical. Yeah. That is hysterical. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. Now, uh, now, I saw that one of your wrestling matches was against Razor Ramon. Uh, I, I used to love Razor Ramon. What was it like working with him? Oh, he was awesome. You know, I mean, and... You know, I, I cannot say uh, anything bad about him. It's, it's one of those guys, anytime you get in there with people that are legends, you just really would like to learn from them, learn how they work their craft, learn how they work the audience, to see the angles, to get in and to see the high, the high spots. And, of course, the first thing you want to do is say, I would like to make this into my repertoire. So that's what I'm always going to do when I start stepping in to get some of those legends They kind of, Allow me to keep going, going in, and and to do a wonderful job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. I mean, you're uh, I mean, your your MMA. I mean, you started off just. I mean, Noguera was your first loss, but you were killing Noguera. You're right. Uh, then um, you lost to Fajita with soccer kicks. That must have been rough. That was that was pretty crazy. I mean, you know, you talk about the soccer kicks. That was. You know, it, again, we're, we're, we're in an era where, you know, it, it, it's real fighting. So we were not allowed to do uh, a lot of the things that, that now are devised for safety in the, the UFC. So UFC, I believe they have 27 rules. And of those 27 rules, 20, 22 of them are allowed yeah, yeah. because they're supposed to protect the athlete. Okay. We don't have those when we were playing, when we were fighting in pride. So Vegeta could get on his his Adidas shoes and he could kick in the back of the head and you know and he did and the back of the head had the Adidas bruise mark scrolled right across my skull. Oh funny. my god! Wow! And then and then uh, when you fought Crow Cop, 
Uh, Barnett said that Crow Cop hits the hardest, one of the hardest guys he's ever hit him. Uh, that must have been that must have been insane, right? Yes, you know he hit me directly on the eyeball and it broke the eyeball, so it completely cracked my eye socket in half. So I was very lucky that I was uh, I was able to uh, see again. Thank goodness, yeah. and um, continue on. But yeah, he cracked my eye socket in half. I had an, uh, an extreme orbital blowout from that match. But then after bad. that, you knocked out Chemo. Kimo's a tough guy. I mean, he was a legend. You knocked out Kimo. Uh, yeah. Kimo. Yep. You knocked out Kimo. You lost to Remy Bojanski. Went back, knocked out Kimo. Yep. Went back and knocked out Kimo, and all of a sudden, you saw a man come in there who was used to getting, who was knocking everybody out in there, and uh, that was done in the front of good old Mike Tyson. Now, oh, I remember that. No, no, the only celebrity in attendance. You had Dr. Dre, Michael Jordan. I mean, you had them all in there. We, I mean, we packed wow. all the celebrities back then. So it was really an amazing and an honor to do that. Now, I remember Mike Tyson came into the ring and he's like, sign the contract, big boy. Sign the con-. How close was that fight to, be ma- uh, to actually being made, you and Mike Tyson? contract was real close and the only thing that stopped it was just Japan just really had had an issue with, with his past, some of his past endeavors him being in jail and you coming back there. Some of these countries, you know they, they, they don't want you uh, to have some it, it's really hard to it's really hard to pick you know, on what they will do and what they like to do and what they say they're going to go with so it's really confusing. So Japan just decided that they for whatever reason, they just don't want it to happen in the country at that time. Right. No, that was uh, now some of your recent fights. People said that you kind of like went in there, didn't give it your all, uh, or some people even think that you kind of just kind of threw them. What would you say to those people? Yes. Well, it's very easy. You know, this is very. You know, Bob Sapp is a business. Okay. In in, in terms of business. You judge business by the measurements. The measurement of business is, is measured by success. How do you measure success in business? You measure that by revenue or in profit. Okay? So Bob Sapp, the business, does very well. So the, in the fighting business, I do very well. So if you're a lot of... Uh, Fighters, or I'm sorry, a lot of uh, people, I call them keyboard warriors. Yep. They love to sit back behind on the keyboard and say, well, you know, uh, uh, Bob's just going in and he's like taking dives and he's losing and he's destroying the sport. Now, the veterans call me and say, congratulations on such a successful business. And thank you very much, because the first thing they tell me is, "Hey, we want to pay you forty to fifty thousand dollars to come in here and to maybe get a broke jaw, broke rib." And I tell them, "No, that'd be a hundred dollars." Because Bob Sapp does that kind of stuff, and he ain't even getting touched. So we're way more than him. So we, we, you, you have managed Bob Sapp to keep our integrity and to keep our value rising as a lot of these other guys will go in there for broke noses and 
and broken arms and broken necks for a dollar, you know, and it makes it very difficult for veterans to get any type of work to pay any type of bills. Okay, so you're saying so you're saying you're helping bad. these guys out by saying, look, I'm taking no damage and getting forty grand. Imagine how much I would get if I actually got punched hard. So you're you're helping these guys out. Um, no, no, no. Let me let me ask you this other question. Uh, what happens when you've got somebody that you know? I'm let's say I'm ten and one or ten and zero. Do you actually think these overseas? Because I fly all over the world right now. So I fly over 155 countries. Right. So when you go to these overseas countries, do you think they have the money to be paying somebody that's a ten and one professional fighter? You know what I mean? They're barely able to scrub. Sc- uh, takes forty thousand or thirty thousand dollars. Right. They're barely able to do that. So I mean, are you going to go over there to get not your check, your neck broke, getting a back harness? You know what I mean? Come back with a detached retina for forty thousand dollars. But all it, it, and remember that's like yeah, but eight, not, no, but Bob, but Bob, I think people are I, I think people are upset because the Bob Sap of old. The guy that fought Ernesto Hust and Noguera would have destroyed these guys had he given it all 100%, right? It, yes, in, in, in Bob Sapp, what you would have seen that, again, K-1 never had a beer budget with champagne dreams either when I was doing that. So... You know, so there's a lot of people that have a tendency to think, you know, hey, I got a dollar, you know, let me get the best champagne in the house. You know, there's no businesses that do that. Mercedes does not, you cannot go on Mercedes and say, hey, I would like to get the, you know, the economic uh, A class instead of the C class on my $1. You know, I mean, it's, it's just... It's just crazy. And, and when you look at the other fact of that, you, you've got everything that's being determined. I am, when I fight, I put butts in seats. Right. People go there to see me. They go there to see the talent. They go there to see me perform in any way possible. They go there to talk to me. They go there to understand how the game works. How does entertain work? How do you get through all of this? It can jump out and still be on top. That's what they're there to see. In other words, they're there to see why do people pay to see a loser, and the, and they get more than enough of the money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't you think, Bob? Don't you think like okay, if you actually tried, okay, and you, I mean not even if you tried your hardest, you could have beaten some of the guys like uh, Gregory Tony or. Your, uh, Nishima or Tayshan or Rock Strucky or some of these like if you actually wanted to win if you're like alright I'm going to go beat these guys Florian Pavic do you think you could have beaten these guys if you actually tried your hardest and, and I believe that uh, the contract stipulates uh, that, I, that I've abided by all my uh, contracts and I also can tell you that I have uh, done a very successful job because I am invited back. Now, let's take a look at some of the other fighters that have victories that 
don't have as many people calling them back. Let's take Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley was kicking a whole bunch of butt, right? Yeah. Kicking ass everywhere. How come nobody was calling him (laughs) around the world? (laughs) So you're saying that if you go out there and you win, you don't get a call back to fight. But if you go out there and you just kind of put on a good show and let the other guy win... Then they, then, then they keep calling you back. So you basically, don't you think maybe that you merged professional wrestling and MMA without telling anyone? Like, well, you know. <laughs> you're on the next hey, level. You know, uh, <laughs> I, it, only those who pay attention to what MMA is now with the Brock, with Brock and, and Ronda Rousey and everybody doing what I was doing back in the day know that, right? Right. But you're the only one. No, did it, I was the one doing professional wrestling and MMA at the same time the whole time, and so now the Bob Sapp school is in a period. But you were doing it. But you were doing wrestling, professional wrestling during MMA fights. Like you were like, all right, I'm going to have my own script, and then uh, did you, <laughs> which is kind of genius. And so in some ways, you're you're an innovator, uh, in a lot of ways, actually, many ways. <laughs> now, now, what happened? <laughs> now, 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 what happened, Bob? At this hotel, because you, you, you were very upset about a hotel. What, what's going on? <laughs> yes. Yes, let me tell you what's going on. So, you know, um, I've always uh, managed to, to stay uh, on the ground. So a lot of times you see me, I've come back. I've, I've, I've helped pay some of these old professional wrestlers and professional fighters. I paid their money, and, uh, some of their bills, if you will, when they're doing in the hard times. That's where a lot of the money comes from, some of the sponsorships and some of the, the other uh, businesses that would love to donate to kind of keep the, that know the wrestlers and fighters sometimes go through a hard time. Well, this time, you know, now as, as it sorts my end of my career, and as you know, I've been doing pretty well uh, fighting-wise. Well, all I know, I'm over in Uganda, Africa. Things are going fantastic. The kids are cheering my name. And they're going crazy. Yep. I'm telling them about education and, and great water and clean schools. They're going crazy. We're going nuts. I stay at a five-star luxury hotel resort, Lake Victoria, Lake Victoria Golf and, and Spa uh, in Kampala, Uganda. And I am extorted. The girl that I am with, she gets food poisoned, and she is kidnapped. They what? forced me to pay a bill from someone from Uganda when I was nowhere even there in Uganda. And if you want to know where I was, where? I was being inducted in the Husky Legend Hall of Fame. I actually was being inducted in the Husky Legend Hall of Fame while a fellow Ugandan was free to use Bob Sapp's uh, online reservation to go crazy at the Lake Victoria Golf Serena and Spa. It's crazy. Let's get it even crazier than this. I got it all on video camera. This is from a five-star luxury resort. It's all on camera. It's all done. You got them doing major crimes. So what it tells you and what it shows you is the major corruption in the scandals that the people in Uganda have to go up with, no matter how much truth is out there, no matter how much you see it, you know all they do 
It's very simple. All they do is just deny, deny. Now, did you end up paying the, the ransom for the kid, your kidnapped friend? Yes, I did. I ended up having to pay it. Um, you know, they did that. Uh, thank goodness they did that via the, the, the use. They took my card from me and, and swiped it and, you know, had me sign it. And, and, and over and over and over and over and over again, you can hear me saying, this is fraudulent. Are you nuts? You know, I mean, my name's not even on the bill, for Christ's sake. So, I mean, I, I don't even know how they can even, how they, they can even justify it. But that, it was did, so bad that during when they were doing it, they, they literally had to, to like, adjust bills to, for, for, for them to be on mine that were on his. Did, I mean, it makes no sense. And, and, and just as, as this was all going on, there was the, the common sense that nobody wanted to ask was, listen, who signed the guy in? <laughs> yeah, of course. Now, did you go to the, did you go to the police? Or the f- fraud? I mean, did you go to the, the cops? Corrupt policemen all over Uganda. You're no going to get anywhere in there. And the saddest part, and as you know, there's a lot of sad parts in Uganda. When I came out, was warning people with that stuff. When I kept coming out, was warning them and warning them and warning them and warning them. Nobody was really listening. Well, guess what? Now you got two other foreign nationals that have been killed and poisoned in Uganda hotels. Craig, what do you think about this? It sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, this is insane. I mean, what about the American police? Did you, did you go to the... Because you're, you're, you're an American being taken advantage of. And did you cancel the charges after you got to get the person back? I, 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 did, I did cancel. I, did, I, I immediately called Bank of America and told them what happened. Bank of America said, listen... Let's just get you back over home, and we're going to handle it, and and let's just uh, we'll, we'll we'll deal with it then. But we believe you. Will, Wait, we'll, I thought we'll, you weren't there. I thought you were at the. Bank of America has 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 refunded all the cards. Has refunded all the funds due to the the fraud on the card. And guess what? The bank still claim. I'm sorry. Uh, the hotel still claims there was no fraud that was done. Wait, now, but we've got the bank. I'm sorry, we've got the hotel doing kidnapping, fraud. The only thing that it no-shows is the sexual assault where they threw the girl into the car that was sexually assaulted by their general manager, Mike, or whatever. We've got everything else. One of their own Ugandans who are filming the incident take place says this is kidnapping, and they still don't want to admit it. Well, it's on camera. Was Kamala involved? money back from the bank. I mean, it's crazy. Now, Bob, was there a guy named Kamala? Because there was a guy named the Ugandan headhunter named Kamala back in the day. Was he involved in this at all? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, good. No, no. <laughs> yeah, the one from WWE, he was involved in this. Yeah, no, okay. He was involved in this. Okay, all right. So Kamala had nothing to do with this. Okay, because I remember he had, he was the Ugandan headhunter. Yeah. He had he had like a a big cane or something. All right, well, listen, Bob, you're safe. Yeah. Listen, you're safe. That's all that matters. Okay, you're out of Uganda. <laughs> I don't yes. think he was ever in real uh, danger. Your girl's safe. That's, uh, I'm, and that, don't stay at the hotel. Is it is it the the, the Best Western? Uh, what is it? Is it the Motel Six? What, what's the name of the hotel? No, you know what? It, it, it sure should seem like it's called the Lake Victoria Serena Golf and Resort. 
I'm not going there. Resort. I, resort is far. And I mean, and when you see this place, it may look like it's amazing, but when you start looking through on TripAdvisor, I mean, they found bugs in their food. Yeah, that's terrible. Found, I mean, the whole—I you know, mean, the whole kidnapping thing, probably. Yeah. Activities going on. It's bad. It's yeah, yeah. Terrible. They don't have kidnapping in the in the description of the hotel, right? They have like a. Listen. So no, I'm not. I'm not staying there. I was gonna stay there this weekend, actually, but uh, now I'm canceling my trip to Uganda. Uh, yeah, I actually I have a show at the Haha, ha, so I can't go. Um, but listen. That's right. Now who do you want to now who do you want to fight next aside from Mike from the hotel? Uh, who's who's your next fight going to be? Yeah, the next fight is going to be against a man by the name of I want to say his name is Orashu. Okay, that comes September thirtieth uh, via Ryzen in Japan. Oh yes, so you'll see right. at Ryzen. Yes, September thirtieth. Yes, awesome. And now, what do you know about this guy? <laughs> Well, he's, he, he is a first-time, uh, you know, guess where he's from? He's from Egypt. Okay. And it's, 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 it's a Bob Sapp African-themed uh, uh, month here. So uh, he's from Egypt, and this is his first time uh, fighting MMA. So he's getting trained by one of the great, great best, Josh Barnett. Wow. So we'll see what, what you can come up with, you know? Now, no, after so, you knock uh, him out, you should give him one of your Bob Sap dildos. You should give him a dildo after you knock him out. You know, like give him one of the Bob Sap. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's right. Give him one of those. <laughs> and, so, and, and then in, in, the, in, the most, in, in the upcoming, uh, right after that, we're looking at uh, going off and heading down a big fight in Senegal, Africa. So look to see that one coming up next. And then I think the Bob Sapp should be able to kind of hang it up. There's there's so many continents left that I've I've never been to. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, so, absolutely. I mean, that's got to be it. You know, there's only 196 countries if you include Taiwan, and I've been to 100 and 155 of them. Wow! I think you and, know the world's pretty much yeah, taken care of. And you've lost in all of them. But but listen, Bob. Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm fucking with you. Listen, Bob Sapp, uh, you're the man. Uh, thank you for all the years of entertainment. Uh, I I love your movies, by the way. The Longest Yard, Blood and Bone, Blood and Bone, Big Stan. Right. Uh, Big Stan was my favorite. That was my. You you and Rob Snyder make a great team. And uh, and thanks for coming. Thank thanks for coming on the podcast, Bob. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks Any, for having me. Anytime, man. Anytime. Take care. All right. You got it. Thank you. All right. That was Bob Sapp. That's, uh, that, that show took a, uh, took a weird turn in the interview, but... Uh, oh. I'm awake, I swear. <laughs> you know, uh, there were parts where he was laughing. And I'm like, this doesn't sound like the funny part. <laughs> And it was very difficult. I was just like, I don't know what to say here. I don't. Uh, don't worry, he'll take over. Oh for you. my god! Uh, so what do you? So, so what do you got coming up, Greg? Well, I already told you. We already went oh, over. Yeah, yeah. What uh, do you got coming up? Uh, me, um, I will be at the parlor, the parlor, Washington and uh, Tacoma. Oh, that's fun. Uh, next Thursday night. Uh, then on Friday and Saturday, I'm in the Blue Room in Springfield, Illinois, Blue Room Comedy Club. Uh, after that, I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and then September, I think the 20th, 21st, I'm in Rochester at the Carson Comedy Club with Jeremy Piven. Fall, last week of September, I am in Vancouver, Canada, 
uh, Vancouver, Canada, at uh, Laugh Lines Comedy Club. And then in October, I am in uh, Des Moines, Iowa at the Funny Bone, followed by Des Moines the next week with Piven and Kansas City and a couple other places. Uh, and uh, you could download my new CD, Adam Hunter Still Broke. Um, it's on <laughs> iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify. Not SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, also, if, if you shop on Amazon, go to adamhunter.com first. Then click on the Amazon banner. Then get whatever you want. Uh, and uh, also, if you want an M.A. Roasted shirt, I got those for sale as well. So, um, CB, anything? What do you got? Not a whole lot, man. I'll be in San Jose at the end of uh, September for Bellator. And that sounds other, fun. Other than that, Graffiti Palace Tattoo, North Hollywood. Uh, check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, yeah, mention MMA Roasted. We'll give you 10% off whatever tattoo you want. Come on in and check us out. Well, thank you, Alex Fernandez. Thank you, Bob Sapp. Uh, thank you, guys. Have a great week. Trap, Sonson, Trap, Donson. Tunis, Sonson, Hook, Jim, Dorpotlan. Tadas, Totan, Dorpotlan, Borotai.